And uh, let's rock and roll, fellas. The mics are hot. The mics are hot. Mics are hot. It's street meat in the house. Why street are you meat. the first one talking? You're the last one here. <laughs> Compensating. <laughs> I can appreciate yeah, I that. Gotta bring my standing back into the company. <laughs> <laughs> my review is up. <laughs> the quarterly review. <laughs> so, uh, who's gonna introduce our guest, guys? We got the one and only. <laughs> Straight from Paris. He is a French Trinidadian. What's up? What's up? The one and only Chris Cherryberry. Quick, plug yourself. Plug yourself quick right away. Yo, what's up? My name is Chris. Go by Cherryberry on Instagram. I'm both actually Twitter and Instagram, the Cherryberry, spelled C H E R R I E, not C H E R R Y, because that is a common confusion. I can see why. I mean, Cherry's the actual word. To be fair, with your branding, you do not help that at all. I also don't. Yeah, that's true, because like, my whole like, logo is a cherry. <laughs> so I guess that's, that's probably part of the problem. But anywho. Um, so yeah, man, welcome to the show. Yeah, I've been trying to get you on the show for uh, a while. A while, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say we've been talking about this for quite some time now. But now, now people are getting vaxxed. People, the shit is coming, getting a little better. You know, the schedule's freeing up now. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna get to that. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but I guess, like, I got, we gotta ask you, how have you been, man? It's been a rough year, of course. Everybody's had a rough year, 2020 especially. Um, but I'd say more recently, things have been pretty good. Um. So I guess we can get into a little bit. So like I recently left my job, but um, and I'm doing a little more freelance stuff. I actually had a gig yesterday. I was shooting some grad pictures. That was cool. And I had another company reach out to me. So like I'm starting to get a little bit of interest and in inquiries and stuff. So I'm feeling good about that. Um, and I do this summer want to get back into doing more creative photography and video kind of stuff. Um, YouTube has been doing good too recently. Um, my last video did pretty good. I don't know if you if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen me post on my story. But like last video got pretty good views, like like a thousand views, which was Surprising for me, because that was like one of those videos. I'm like, I'm gonna put this out there, but I don't think anyone's gonna watch it. Because like, who cares about this? But then, bam. So, is. what's your YouTube channel focused on? Well, that's another thing I'm trying to figure out now. Is I think I kind of want to pivot because it started as movie reviews and stuff, and I wanted to mix photography in there, but I didn't really know how. Because like, mm. they say it's better to niche down and focus on one thing, and then kind of um, really focus on that market of people, that audience. But I'm like, I don't kind of want to do that. I kind of want to do whatever I want. And now I think I am starting to move away from the movie review side and maybe do more like video essays, maybe get back into doing the photography video stuff. Yeah. Um, kind of go with the flow and just see what works and just keep throwing stuff and see what sticks. Yeah. I mean, that's what you got to do sometimes, you know, yeah. throw it at the wall. Whatever <laughs> sticks, sticks. So we'll see. It's kind of be experimental this summer. So let's go back to the beginning with you, Chris. Yeah. What got you into the creative arts? So let's I don't even know where to start. Let's start back in middle school. <laughs> where I had gone to a magnet school that was focused on information technology, right? Mm -hmm. And in that, I did a lot of classes like programming, web design, and a little bit of animation. So that's where I think I first started to dabble in that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Then high school came around, and I was, again, in an IT program, but it was not the best. It was like kind of still figuring out what it wanted to be. So there's a lot of weird classes, and teachers would be in and out and stuff. So mm -hmm. I didn't learn a lot, a lot there. But I did start photography because in high school, um, I had a project that I was doing for physics once, and I needed a camera, but I didn't have a camera at the time. So I went to the school's yearbook person, and I borrowed her Nikon, <laughs> and 
and that's where, where it started. started. <laughs> and like, oh, hey, no, no, listen, no, in no, high school, no, in high school, they tell you not to do drugs. We're gonna tell you, high school students, don't do Nikon. <laughs> Just kidding, Nikon. If you want to sponsor Just us, say we're no. here. Just, Just say, say no, no to Nikon. <laughs> Dare. <laughs> um, but uh, I borrowed their camera. It was a, a point and shoot, and so I used it for this physics project. And I'm like, you know, I kind of like this camera. So then I asked for it for my birthday, but I got another version of it. And then that's what I started to use to start getting into photography and stuff. Yeah. Um, and mainly what I was doing in the beginning was taking pictures of my friends at track meets because I was running track and field and cross country at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'd bring my camera with me to meets and take pictures of them running and stuff. So you were like the original like tracking photographer. You're running like your full 5K right oh, behind see. them with your camera, I, steady actually, hands. That wasn't allowed. You couldn't actually like run beside people as they're racing. Like that was an official rule. I didn't really realize that, but I would like. Why? Be on, Why like, would it? That's that's that doesn't make because any sometimes s- you might have the urge to want to trip a motherfucker. I feel like <laughs> it's a safety thing. Maybe I don't know. I, but how are you gonna get why. content? <laughs> the and content I, though. How am I supposed to show my dedication? <laughs> Fucking high school athletics never understand. I mean, actually, I started like that stuff. I need to say even before I was on social media because I think. I made, I started social media really late. I think it wasn't until like the summer of 2013 that I had like my first Twitter and then Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, even before that, I wasn't really focused on social media as much. I was just doing it for fun. Yeah. And just taking pictures. Um, did you have a Flickr? I did have a, a Flickr, Flickr, but that I made <laughs> later. That that part comes later. Um, all right, all right. But for now, I was just like sharing it with my friends, and I did get at least one of my pictures into the yearbook because my senior year, I was part of the yearbook club. So mm-hmm. and I was in charge of. At one point, the track and field section. So I snuck one of my pictures in there. <laughs> You're very modest. I'll put the whole the whole section is on my yeah, shit. Because I mean, there was also like professional ones that came from like the squad office. I'm like, okay, I yeah. should probably use most of those. But <laughs> but I definitely like tweaked mine a little bit to make it look like one of those. And then mm-hmm. I threw it in there. I'm like, okay. So I don't know if people would actually realize it was me that took it. But hey, yeah, I put the little little text at the bottom. Photo credit. Sherry Berry. <laughs> and actually, Cherry Berry did start in high school, like that name, because that's what someone called me, or like one of my friends came up with that name, and I was like, you know what? I'll use it. Swing with it. <laughs> so, yeah, I just embraced it. And I, ain't pay, I ain't paying you these royalties later, though. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> right? That didn't happen yet, because <laughs> that'd be awkward. Um, and then next thing, in college, I took my first formal photography class. Mm-hmm. And and around that time, too, I was also getting into graphic design, because I, as I mentioned, I was in yearbooks, so that was also kind of my introduction to that. So, and my major is digital art and design, so it was just a mix of all kinds of stuff. All the like, mediums and all yeah, that. Yeah, photography, yeah. graphic design, animation. Um, there's like physical media stuff like drawing, and I wasn't as interested in that. I mean, I was decent in drawing, but there's some people in my class that are crazy good, and I was like, nah. This. I have much respect for people yeah. that can draw. I don't know what it is. I've always wanted to know how to draw, mm-hmm. and people that know how to draw, I'm like, god damn, how like do you do it? I it's just a great <laughs> expression of what they see internally. <clears throat> I'm just, it's just hard. No, it's just, I it. have a hard enough time writing now. Were you but, ever a drawer? I used to try. I used to try to draw. I used to try to uh, do tags, mm-hmm. you know, graffiti tags and uh, shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that was hard. I mean, that that's just. I'll is. tell you right now, my <laughs> stick figure game. <laughs> you, you don't want to know about the stick figure game. Oh, so you're the guy writing in the bathroom stall. <laughs> hey, bro, someone's got to do it. <laughs> it's just a stick figure with another stick just sticking out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote it like that too. <laughs> the extent of my drawing. Call, I, call Pierre. <laughs> I peaked in the fifth grade book fair. When I would get the uh, the Dragon Ball Z drawing book. Oh my <laughs> lord, bro! I used to I used to try to do Dragon Ball Z faces so hard I could only do one eye, and then the other eye I couldn't <laughs> it do it. Yeah, it doesn't look the same at all. Oh yeah. And it's always the same fucking look of Goku or somebody that looks like Goku with the eyes and, like the, and the screaming mouth and Goku. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting actually because I I actually tried to get back into it. 
Into like, drawing? Into dr- well, it, I say that very boldly. It's not really an attempt, more of just uh, I, I, I'm trying to get into storyboarding more uh, mm, yeah. video work, especially for work. Yeah. I even went out of my way because I have an iPad. That, and I guess it's compatible with like the old Apple Pencil. Mm-hmm. So I said, let mm. me actually like make use of this thing. And I bought the old Apple Pencil. True. Which ain't cheap, by the way. And it's Apple. <laughs> and I was like, let me get into storyboarding. And I told my boss, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to submit a storyboard for like the next project. And okay. I just remember getting anxious because I was like, man, this is ugly. <laughs> and now you guys know why. I is anybody going to make sense of this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I, I stick figure my storyboards because it's the easiest way to draw say, a human yeah. shape. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah of course. Concept, storyboard. It's, just it's, just <laughs> like, it's not concept man. art. That's a different thing. Yeah, concept art is art. My sister is like an actual, like, um, she does some, like, digital art stuff. True. And I see hers. And it's I like, think we hired the wrong Henriquez. <laughs> 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 totally unrelated. What's your sister doing? There it is. But no, like, she... But like I see her stuff and the stuff she does on her iPad, and I look at mine, I'm like, damn, this is like a different time to swap iPads. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's like a different level. It's, it's a different skill. Just slide her a yeah. couple bucks and then, then tell 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 just everybody just else. Buy her some Chipotle and Starbucks. You got you, dog. And then just tell people it's your storyboard. She's 21. I think that'll work. Oh, get, her, <laughs> even better, get her a six pack. All right. Get her some Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> That's the drink. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. with the drawing stuff and then the illustration. Have you been? Have you like marketed that in your freelance work a lot lately? I think in a way I have with graphic design specifically, because mm-hmm. in terms of graphic design, and this is the thing too, is that I feel like I didn't get into it as much. Like when I first came out of college, I thought, okay, well, what's the one thing I can like really start to cultivate like now with what I have? Because at the time back in school, I was used to having all the fancy stuff to use, the fancy tablets. Like they had the Cintiqs with the screen on it, so you could see what you're drawing. Like without any of that stuff, I really couldn't do as much drawing stuff. So that's why I went more towards photography. But then recently I got a Wacom tablet, so now I can get back into like actually drawing. Mm. Um, so mainly, though, when it came to graphic design, I used that drawing aspect a little bit more with graphics and stuff. Like sometimes I'll draw it first and then scan it in and then start tracing it in Illustrator or Photoshop. So that's kind of what I'm getting back into now. But mainly, though, I haven't been doing the drawing part as much. It's been more of just like using the mouse and using the pen tool and just like tracing Scribbling out and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So then how did you get into the video aspect? Because right now, that's what I think of, you know, Chris and your creative, I guess, expression. I always think of videos. I think that's like what I've come to know you to be working on. So how did you transition from all your graphic design and your yearbook club and like your college degree into what you're doing now with YouTube and just creating content? So YouTube has been a big part of my life, like even long before I actually made my own channel. Like I've been watching it since like the beginning, beginning, like since before monetization and before, ads. Before yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, before ads and stuff. Before I remember I used, I used when you used to have like too. customized channels. You remember that? Where like you can like <laughs> add the, your own graphics and change the colors and all, all that like stuff. MySpace. Like, yeah. Almost like MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Way back in the day. Yeah. Way back. It was like, Shout out to MySpace. Used, like, HTML code, like something like that. Code, yeah. yeah. And like the yellow subscribe button, like way back. <laughs> um, but like I started with watching people like Ryan Higa. Um, I didn't watch Smosh when they first started, but I watch them a lot now. Um, Ray William Johnson? Like, William Johnson. Kev oh, my Jamba. God. Wow. I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> like, a lot of the OGs. Holy shit. That's Is like, he still doing stuff? He does now, yeah. Uh. I think he's in, he's in Hollywood now, I think. Oh, but really? He's been doing um, YouTube shorts a lot. So, he's, he's on mm. YouTube, at least. Mm, okay. But, but I don't think he does anything like he used to. He was big. He was on Equals 3, right? That, that's, that's, number yeah. one at one point. Equals 3 guy. I yeah. remember because he was, like, one of the first YouTubers to hit... A million, I think so. Yeah. And I think, and back then, <laughs> a million is still a lot. 
But back then, a million was like crazy. You're the, you're the goat. You're like, <laughs> you, you, like nobody's touching you. I'm today. carrying YouTube. And now, yeah, yeah, I put the team on my back. Basically, you're like YouTube's darling boy. And now it's like there's like thousands, hundreds of thousands of people with at least a million subscribers. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, but that was kind of my at least introduction to video, along with movies, of course, and TV. Um, but I was like, oh, I want to do that. I love watching YouTubers and like all the funny stuff they're doing. I wanted to do that, but I just never got around to it. Um, and then college, going back to, or not college, high school, going back to like yearbook and stuff, I was making commercials because our school had video announcements. So I did make oh, a true. couple okay. commercials with some friends and Did they stuff. look like Spider-Man Homecoming <laughs> commercials? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I'll, I'll <laughs> like, you can actually go back and watch one of them on my YouTube channel right now, which was the yearbook one. I did it kind of like, um, what was that commercial? It was like, um, was it DirecTV where it's like, if you don't get DirecTV, this will happen. And if it, like, it, oh, I see. Like, okay. We did one of those commercials for the yearbook. And um, it was people enjoyed it and stuff. And so I did a lot of that. I had this program on my computer called Power Director. I don't know if you've heard of I've, it. I, I, I've used it. Like, yeah. I found it on my laptop one day. I'm like, oh, what's this? And I like basically taught myself how to use it. And that's kind of like where I started out. <laughs> that's what we've um, all done. <laughs> I, st- I started with the Windows Movie Maker oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that too. That I started cool. off with that. And I was like, wait, hold on. This is not letting me do what I want. And then that's when I started looking into video editing software like an idiot. You know, and I, was, and I was like, oh, what's this, Sony Vegas? Oh, that seems, oh, $400? Oh, no. <laughs> LimeWire.com. Let's see what I can find. <laughs> see what I can bootleg here. Pirate Bay, you know. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, no student discount. Fuck you guys. <laughs> and then, um, what was after that? So, yeah, yearbook commercials and stuff. I did a little bit of video projects in college, and I took some video classes, but honestly, they weren't satisfying. I took one that was actually about filmmaking and Hollywood kind of stuff, and that one was good, but then the other one was more about video art and very artsy video, and I wasn't really liking it because, like, the professor wasn't teaching much necessarily. Like, he'll give you a tutorial to watch. And then when he's, like, giving us um, pointers as we're, like, editing and stuff, he didn't really give good advice necessarily. Like, I could tell what he wanted is not what I was interested in doing. Mm. He wanted very trippy, like, abstract stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, Take a picture of this apple. I don't want to work at 824. Like, you know, he like, wanted to, like, layers, like, transparent layers and, like, stuff. Like, uh. all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm like, that's not my style. I don't want to do that. Um, so then fast forward to 20, like, towards the end of 2018, 2019, I'm like, okay, now I want to get back into video, like, seriously. Mm. And, like, learning, like, how to actually do it with, like, ND filters, shooting flat or log and all that stuff and color grading all that. So then I started watching tutorials. And then the Street Meet four year anniversary was like my first big time, like trying it out in the real world, like legit video. Um, and uh, shout out to Keem for letting me use his ND filters. I didn't have any at the time. Um, <laughs> they so make a difference. They do. A big difference. Now, even stacking them because i don't have variables so i have like only the the set of like three. Oh, and so that, that that monstrosity thing that you have at, at the end yeah. of the event <laughs> <laughs> i had like the step of brains i had two nd filters stacked on top of each other oh you had two nd filters <laughs> I saw, I hey if you're listening and you want to support chris <laughs> this, this let him get, like a, a, get him a variable nd filter <laughs> please <laughs> help, help my man's out that, pricey. that nd filter contraption was like there was more it's like mass. A, it's you like had one more th- mass in filter than you did camera. <laughs> <laughs> that was damn. It's like one of those Russian mini dolls, you know, yeah. the, the Russian do- dolls. It's just like you take one off and keep going. You, there's like so many rings. <laughs> just he had the 10 rings. It's 10 rings. <laughs> he is the Marvel villain. <laughs> I was going to say I'm the Mandarin, but let me not. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, not talk about Iron Man 3. can't tell people what you're doing, Chris. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of where I am now. And then YouTube. So 2019, I'm like, okay, now I'm going to finally start making my own YouTube channel. And at first, again, I didn't know what I wanted to do yet. I thought, okay, I like photography. I like making videos. I like movies. 
but I don't know which one I want to make a channel of. So I just started a channel and posted a bunch of all of that stuff. So I did a couple tutorials. I did the Street Me videos. Mm -hmm. Did movie reviews, and those kind of got a little more traction. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should stick with the movie reviews. And so now I'm kind of pivoting away from it and maybe doing more even back to the photography thing or doing a different side of the movies, like more video essay style things. Because mm. like that's what like my last – if you look at my most popular videos, those are the ones that seem to actually get a lot more traction. The like essay the, style? The essay style ones or like the ones that are just my voice and I'm like ranting about something. <laughs> <laughs> you, should uh, on, uh, you should get on TikTok and be like that. If you, if you, do you follow this guy, uh, Straw Hat Goofy? I don't think so. I, I, okay. I admit I have not. I know we're gonna talk about it later, but I've not gotten to TikTok yet. I'm like I'm still resisting. I'm like, Ugh. oh, I'm with you, man. No, we can talk about it now. Fuck TikTok, <laughs> and you're trying to steal my face and my thumb and my ideas. Nah, fuck the Chinese. I said it. Xi Jinping, you suck my dick. And well, there goes our China, China funding. I don't give a fuck. Just fuck communism. Canceled. I said it. Uh, Bitch, fuck you, G. Let uh, the Uyghurs out, dog. Hey, this doesn't human represent rights. the full meaning or the. What's nah, the don't bitch out. Fuck, <laughs> fuck that shit. We're taking a stand. It's America, <laughs> goddamn it. That's not me saying Ping. that. Um, I, ain't, I ain't no bitch like LeBron. I'm standing up. <laughs> Sorry, LeBron. I love you, bro. Please don't kill G. G. me. Ping, you have my uh, my cash app. Um, just letting you know. He also has your TikTok, your face, your DNA. You got everything. We're gonna be censored in China. Go. I don't give it. You know, if we ever get Whatever, censored like by a China, pocket, I'm like gonna a, own it. I love it. There's a pocket of like photographers in in China that are just staying there abroad. We're not gonna, we're not gonna be able to fight that street meet Hong Kong or that street meet Beijing. Let them have it. <laughs> Fuck them. You know we're gonna be underground in China, right? They're gonna be using VPNs to get our podcasts and everything. Yeah. <laughs> they need that anyways. Long live Street Me DC. <laughs> but no, let's talk about TikTok then. So yeah. why, ha like, besides from minus this, Wayne besides Matt, the boomer over here, what's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a legitimate have, reason? Why have you been apprehensive about TikTok? Is it just because it's a different style of video content, or is it, or is it the Chinese stuff, or what is it? Well, no, I mean, so when it first came out, I'm like, isn't this just kind of Vine? Like, because I, I, I was yeah. part of the Vine generation, right? So I, I was, was like, Vine. I don't know. Is this the same thing? Because I remember it started off as was it musically, musically or thriller? Okay, yeah, musically. Yeah, musically was cringe. Yeah, like and that's what I'm saying. The cringe side, I think, mm -hmm. is another thing that's still like there's still cringe on there, but I think it's starting to like spread out more and like the cringe is kind of taking a backseat and more mm -hmm. like the actual good stuff is coming up now. But at least when it first started, it was a lot more cringe. I was seeing. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be a part of this. It's <laughs> free shavakadu. <laughs> it was not, and that's the thing. Like Vine was a funny cringe. Of course, like, yeah. This this one was at least when it started was like actual cringe. Like yeah, it was, twelve year olds yeah. doing weird stuff and I'm like no and just lip syncing to shit exactly. like yeah. it was not my thing i mean now i think it's, it's grown from that which i'll admit and i'm like it's been normalized yeah, for sure like for it, sure. it definitely has and um one of the thing one of the things about tiktok is like when 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 you start to get like attractive people on it on any any kind of platform then other people will start using it and on top of that one of my biggest pet peeves is when people share stuff on instagram reels but it was already on tiktok yeah. months ago it's like okay you're just going out of your way to get not get the app just because, but you're still using the same exact thing that, that Instagram stole from them, but because it's on Instagram, it's cool. It's all right. So that's <laughs> the brilliance of TikTok. <laughs> so, you know, I was, I was all, I was pretty much on par with Sway. You know, <laughs> the Chinese thing? Like, like six. Two out of six, three. Seven, like six months ago, I was probably. I kept telling, I kept telling you guys, hey. Yeah, Pierre was over here telling me, it's like, I'm telling you, man, TikTok's funny. And I'm like, I guess it's funny, but it's just dumb. It's dumb. It's a giant black it's hole of just time, nonsense. I, I opened up a TikTok account. And I guess like the default algorithm for everybody on TikTok is like, you know, the. 
the TD boppers doing mm. like the weird dance dances. They do the exact same dances every single time. It's like weird dances. It's like stuff like, I mean, I get it. I was, you know, I was in high school. We had our dances too mm. back then, but that's not me anymore. Yeah, it was, so called, um, it was called booty dancing before it was called twerking. That's how old I am. We were cranking the Soldier Boy. Yeah, we were cranking the Soldier Boy. We were doing the. You. Uh, we, we were doing hey, Soldier Boy was the first guy on TikTok. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know that. Soldier Boy was the first man to do it all. <laughs> He was the first one on Vine. <laughs> we had to lean with it, rock with it. He was yeah. the first one but on my But the difference, the difference is that we did our all our cringy shit offline. Yes, yes. that so, was the thing. So yeah. that, so that was like a big like reason why I was like, I see, it's all cringy. Mm-hmm. I just like okay. It's the first social media app that actually makes me feel old. I, I, I might consume it. How do you think I feel, man? Because like I don't know, man. You're always on it. Because Tabby would send me TikToks. My like Pierre oh, yeah. would would like share TikToks, and like I would see TikToks on the Instagram stories. And yeah, they're funny, but it's like I'm not. I can. I don't ever foresee myself making content on it or mm-hmm. using it as a platform that I take very seriously. So what happened? <laughs> So what happened was what happened was he got his first several thousand views on something. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. That. So like I became <laughs> more open minded about it when Pierre kind of like showed me different genres of TikTok. Mm. And yes, like once you get over the hump of just dances and like people just essentially lip syncing on TikTok, then you can open your eyes to different like genres. So, like there's a there's a photography community on TikTok. Mm. There's a fashion rolling down in the deep <laughs> there's end. A fa- there's a fashion uh, uh, community on TikTok. There's fine finance. There's a whole bunch of like interesting people on there, mm. and it's like also personalities that are making content on places like YouTube and Instagram that are just diversifying, I guess, on TikTok. Mm. And also they're like creating different platforms. And I saw that their editing suite on TikTok. It's actually pretty fucking nice. <laughs> the editing suite on TikTok. I have, I have yet to edit and anything. That's I just, hooked I just, <laughs> and I'm like, it's actually, it's actually, I will go out to say, it's actually fun. It's fun wow. to edit TikToks. That's high praise. <laughs> Look out the turntables. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and like with my current job, like like the, the guy, I think he is, my boss has like 25,000 followers on TikTok. So Already? Is that popping or I not? Think he's got, I he's think got a few, He's got a few, quite a few. And he's got a, quite a few viral TikToks too. I think like some of his TikToks are at least at a million views. Wow. So it's like. Okay. It's powerful. It's, it's, it's the growth rate. Is this rate. fame? <laughs> it's the algorithm, the growth rate, the shareability of TikToks, the, I guess, the process of making them. Because it's not like with YouTube, I feel like it's so congested that everybody's trying to make the most polished videos they can. Yes. I everybody's, agree especially that. in our niche, in yeah, our yeah. niche of like photography and videography, everybody wants the 8k footage. Everybody wants nice, crispy B roll, the cinematics, mm-hmm. everything has to be like spot on. It's mm-hmm. a, when you make a YouTube video in our community, it's like, a, it has to be a production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you make a real, or an insta or a TikTok, it's like you can you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can be yeah. sitting on a toilet. There's like there's like yeah. <laughs> He's like, what do you guys think I do most of my social You're media stuff from anyway? You're like, let me show you these five different camera hacks. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you refresh your megapixels. But that's the funny part about it. It's like people will be like, it's it, nobody's gonna take it too seriously, and it's only sixty seconds. So it's like it's like content that you can pr- produce that's a little bit more valuable, I think, than just an Instagram post. True. Um, but it's not quite necessarily a YouTube video. <laughs> so it's like fast food of video content, I think. Yeah. Um, I think well, when it comes to the, the photography niche, though, when it, like Reels and um, TikToks, I do think there's a slight cringe side to it that I've noticed, especially more on Instagram, I think. But like, Especially when they play that fucking Astronaut in Water song. <laughs> like, I don't like the ones where it's like, 
Um, here's some things photographers love, and then just pointing. Money. Money. I get it, but it's like you wrote money five <laughs> times, right? Yeah. Or like, which like really simple. Like, here's some tips to make your photos look great. Tip number one: shoot raw. <laughs> Tip number two: edit in Lightroom. Like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look! I will say this. I'll say this. But, hey, but you know what? Some people don't know that. I mean, yes, some people that's don't. Fair. That's I fair. Saw, okay, one of the dumbest TikToks I've ever seen was <laughs> it was a I think it was a model, not a model. She's not a model. She's um an influencer. She's an influencer. <laughs> she dances, and I think she like wears different outfits on TikTok. But she was um okay. Almost sounds like an OnlyFans <laughs> account. <laughs> I don't think she has an OnlyFans. But um the but the concept of her video was how to take this style picture mm-hmm. and it was like bump your go to like the iphone photo editing thing bump the brightness up contrast up <gasps> and then and then it's like but she like overexposes the brightness like that's supposed to do something <laughs> and then like at the at, and the final step is like after you make all these other adjustments to contrast to highlights shadows uh like reds blues whatever the fuck then you like bring down your brightness back, and again, these are all JPEG files. Yeah, and then it's like, and there you go. It's like you don't really need half of these steps. You could have literally told them like exactly like all your final stats, and it would have been the same thing. But it's a reveal. It is, I guess. I guess that's the reveal part. But then it's like, but then I see people commenting is like, oh my god, I had to like, I had to memorize all these steps. Oh. Like, no. And it's like, look, I get it. There's like a lot of. There's a god. lot of. There's a lot of layman people mm. on the on this platform <laughs> and i get it it's like people who are just producing content on their phone right so it's like i don't know i'm not too harsh on it i just think it's like the early days of youtube because on the early days of youtube all you ever saw on camera channels people weren't talking about cinema cameras people were talking about your <laughs> entry-level dslr yeah because that's all they had yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was fucking Frono's photo talking about shoot raw like People in the com- in the photography community were probably like, "Duh, yeah. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. shit." <laughs> but I mean, th- like I said, I mean, people just don't know th- these kinds of things, and there's always n- there's always new people. I don't know. Yeah. They- <laughs> yeah, there is always new people. That's a good way to put it. I will say, I know I sound very boomer esque when it comes to uh, TikTok and all that, but I get it. It's just another avenue for people to consume and produce. I just I can't get past the cringe stuff of it because like. You gotta embrace yeah. it. Just embrace it. Nah, man. I embrace Vine, and that's Certain it. Kind of I'll enjoy. I'm a loyal dog. I'm loyal even to dead platforms. Shout out to MySpace. <laughs> I mean, Instagram. Instagram is a cringe too. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. So much. Oh, of course. <laughs> I think we we can all acknowledge that t- that Instagram is literally just a unashamedly narcissistic, just full on, o- only the highlights of my life yep. go on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. I feel like on TikTok, it's like. You know, I'm, I'm gonna make nah, a fool. Because I, can, I can make a fool of myself, and I just and I, you're gonna record yourself shit. crying because you're sad <laughs> with oh, a song, <laughs> with a song that <laughs> you spent 20 minutes. I mean, TikTok on anywhere, I, really. Happens anywhere, really. Happens anywhere. <laughs> I don't think that'd go viral on TikTok. <laughs> Leave Britney alone. <laughs> yeah, remember that video? Oh, we need to get um Tyrese a TikTok. Tyrese. My man was going through it that summer. <laughs> sad boy summer. Sad boy summer, 2020. But yeah, that's that's my take on the whole. TikTok Man, thing. I'll say I'm more open to possibly joining it than I was when it first started back in like 2019. How do you it? feel about shorts uh, on YouTube? I'm wearing some right now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that is also kind of weird because it's kind of like what. Um, Wait, what are shorts? Saying. 
So it's like basically YouTube's answer to TikTok and Reels and all that stuff, where it's oh, like, God. oh, is that what that is? Oh, like I, I've seen, I've seen the. No one of these kids have ADD. <laughs> That's nothing too. I do think generally there is like a decline in like the attention span of people. Because mm-hmm. like even when I look at like audience retention on a video, even if I think it's good and it's informative or like whatever, you can still see people like kind of click off halfway, or some people click off in like the first few seconds, and I'm like. What? <laughs> so I feel like that's part of it that people can't like actually sit and watch a certain amount of things for too long, and that's why it's stuff like TikTok and Reels are blowing up now because it's just short and quick. Yeah. You can watch so much in such a short amount of time. But I think it's like, okay, here's my. I don't know. I'm not so sure how I feel about YouTube Reels because Google has this thing where they always want to adopt the big thing that's happening, but they always drop it. The same thing happened with um, what was Google's answer to Facebook? Uh, Google, Google Plus. Plus. Google yeah. Plus. So like, I was pressed for that shit oh too because I... was Google the first Plus <coughs> service. Yeah, I think so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Google did first. <laughs> yeah, because I was pressed because uh, you could only get in through invite only. Yeah, and then oh, like you were like, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a clubhouse. Uh, yeah, and then like if somebody said, I got a couple invites for Google Plus. It's like, yeah, give me, give me, give me, give me so one. It's of basically those. clubhouse before clubhouse. <laughs> No, it was it was supposed to be like Facebook. It was, it was legit spo- Facebook. It was yeah, gonna it was gonna be another social media. Social media. Yeah, it just nobody used it. It's yeah. funny because everybody had a Google account, but nobody wanted to use Google Plus. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> it's like one of those no brainers. Like I imagine if you were like an investor or whatever, you yeah. But, oh yeah, it. that makes a shit ton of sense. Yeah, it's like everybody already has a Gmail. Single yeah. sign on. They yeah. already have a Google Plus account. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. I think what happened was they they came in at the time when Facebook was kind of like on the decline, and apps like Twitter and Instagram were going up. Mm-hmm. So like the traditional, I don't think the traditional social media page is ever coming back. You know what I mean? Probably not. Like that whole, like that Facebook page, that MySpace page, that landing mm. page where that you have all your highlights of on a, there. Of, yeah. a, of a of a mix between media and written content and like events and stuff like that. It ain't happening anymore. I, I think. Pe- nah. I think again, it's like people are too one dimensional or too. Uh, uh, we're devolving. That's what we're doing. Maybe, but it's also like. Because right now, I, I'll tell you right now, if a video is more than a minute long, I don't want to see the the uh, the rest of it. Like if okay. it does, if it doesn't catch me in the first few like seconds, then I and I know I've learned this about myself, where I'm like, God damn, I am really a piece of shit now because I cannot I cannot watch a whole minute video now. Like if it, uh, let me let me rephrase, I'll watch a, a long video on YouTube because I know that's what YouTube is for. Okay. On on Instagram, Facebook, or even TikTok. See, I'm the opposite. Like, if I'm ca- if I'm captivated by those first like 15, 30 seconds of that video, I'll tap into the IGTV and watch the full ten minutes of it. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll watch those. <laughs> I've also caught this about myself too. You're a piece of shit, also. <laughs> I am, and here's, and here's why. I'm you've actually you've actually I'm questioned trash. this about me a lot, <laughs> Pierre. We I. I had to. I, I walked away from this conversation kind of thinking deep about this too. Yeah. <laughs> a man was in his feelings. <laughs> and you were there too. Struck a nerve. So we were at Wonderland uh, after street meet, and Pierre asked me a question because you guys were you guys were going off on about all these movies oh, yeah. that I haven't seen, and Pierre was like, "How are you, this video guy, when you haven't seen any movies?" Mm. And for the record, I have seen movies. Yeah. <laughs> for the record, we, de- we did not see since twenty fourteen <laughs> apparently. <laughs> For the record, we did see Godzilla vs. Kong together. Yeah, we did see that together. Pierre, you oh, oh, wow. Pierre, wow, you, you, guys, you guys caught on to the, the social phenomenon of Godzilla vs. Kong. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. But no, <laughs> couldn't be me. But there, but Pierre's right. There's a lot of stuff that I haven't seen. And here's my answer. I just have a hard time starting... For movies, it's it's difficult, but for series, it's especially difficult. 
True, true. I have a hard time starting and committing to anything long form like that. Okay. Like, you, because I notice, like, when I watch, I watch YouTube videos, I think that's, like, my main source of media consumption mm-hmm. is just YouTube videos because it's, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, stuff like, no biggie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mini docs like that. I really like mini docs as well. But, like, anything that, once I see that it's, like, if I see that it's, like, a two-hour thing, I have to think, like, damn, am I really going to sit here for two hours? <laughs> am I really going to sit here for two hours and watch this? Never mind the content. It's just the two-hour thing yeah. is already, like, a... No, it's, like, legit because I'm, like, I just got off work. So the Snatter Cut must have been a chore for you. Yeah, I, had to, I watched that over the course of a weekend. I had to, <laughs> literally started on a Friday and I finished it on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> This hurts. This hurts my core right now. So, like, when guys, when people always say, like, watch the show, watch the show, watch the show, I'm like, ugh. That's a whole season. (laughs) Yes, that's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. So, like, and, and like, and I'm always like, what if I don't like it? I mean, that's all well, you don't finish. Yeah, that's some weird existential dread you have there. Man. No, but for real, it's like that. That's it's there's always going to be half a story sitting in the back it's, of his brain, never it's finished. So much to convince me to watch something. But the thing is, I enjoy a lot of stuff. Like if I do commit to it, I enjoy. It. I can see the good. You sound like a fucking alien. He's like, I do like food and stuff. I do like these things. Yeah, you know. I enjoy entertainment. <laughs> Do you guys like music? I like music. It's I have three songs I like. <laughs> it's that spark to like actually start it though that has to get me. Like for instance, it took me forever to get into um to get into Game of Thrones. I felt like I, I was, was just about to, I was just about to say that because we watched Game of Thrones. Tried. We did watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> but I was pretty. I mean, comparatively, I was a little late to the party. I started like around season five. True. Season five was when I started. So like I knew about the, but the thing is I I knew about it for years. Yeah, yeah everybody, whole, everybody, nobody, e- e- nobody will shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, because <laughs> I I knew about Red Wedding, I knew about all that stuff, mm. I, and it's like I always fuck saw that people. Red Wedding. And it's not like I didn't have access to it because I remember I had HBO as a kid, and, and we also wow, you got money, damn, damn. okay, family yeah. was well okay. off. Huh? Yeah, what the fuck? Money. <laughs> I had bootlegs. <laughs> I, no, we didn't have money. We just. Use the fuck. We just abused the fuck out of DirecTV's customer service. My mom would always threaten to cancel, and they would always like extend our HBO trials. Can manager? <laughs> Can I speak to your floor manager? Thank you. <laughs> but I knew of Game of Thrones, and I I already knew about it. And the thing is, I actually started it. I think I was like, I finished the first episode. And then I just like I can't I can't do this. You saw a kid get pushed out of tower and you couldn't get hooked. Yeah, that didn't do it for you. Man. What? I, I couldn't do it. You know what? I it took the me brother a year. and sister banging it that took, didn't like what the I fuck. I saw that episode <laughs> and then it took me a year again to watch it again and then I committed to it. Wow. And, that, and, I and, and, like, and it sucks that you committed to that particular show. I know. And you see what happened. It's so terrible. I can see why. I can see why. You you got why I'm scarred. <laughs> so yeah, we all got Game burned. of Thrones hurt you, basically. It did. Game of Thrones damaged I just, you. I just <laughs> caught up on Attack on Titan again because I was like, okay, let me. I was a little, and again, I'm a little burnt now. <laughs> He's a little I jaded. Mean, I'm, I'm like, a little fuck burnt TV. Because I, I was under the assumption that this was the season finale. Oh, the series finale? The series finale. Oh, not yet. No. Not yet. No, no, it no. is, but it technically isn't because it's on hiatus until next year. I think. Well, actually, I think it's coming. No, it's, 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 it's coming back. Like yeah. It's half of the season. Yeah, it's half of the season. Nobody yes. yeah. mentioned that to me. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they didn't tell any of us that in the beginning. They just said final season. They didn't say That's final season. That's what I saw. Part on the hype. I was like, final season, final season. And I was like, okay. And then I, <laughs> no, I, stopped, and I stopped hearing about it. So I was like, okay, I guess the final episode air. Because I'm scared to death of Googling anything about that show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Any anime. Yeah. That, that, the manga it, people will yeah. talk about everything. Manga people will. So I was like, when the chatter ends, I'm manga people. 
that the show is done. So I was like, okay. So I started watching it, and I realized, like, wait, it's not done yet. And then I looked online. Son of a bitch. Now, now I gotta sit with this information. Yeah. <laughs> when will it end? Now I don't even know if I'm gonna start when it does come back. Yeah, because you should though. I mean, it's, 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 it's no, not... but like I don't. I hate. Also, this is another thing. This is especially now that every because I loved the the binge, the binge content from back to, like that the, they said. That Netflix and everything started with, mm-hmm. where it's like just release the entire season in one go. Oh, yeah, it was a week I love week that. thing. But now, now everybody wants to go back to episodic weekly things, and I'm like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, no. I think so. I think mainly what's happening is that they probably see. They, I'm sure there's there's a lot of science no, behind it. It makes total business sense because yeah. obviously I'm going to subscribe for that one day to binge <laughs> yeah. the, the entire season, yep. <laughs> and then I'm going to cancel the subscription yep. because I don't actually give a shit about you know about <laughs> crackle or fucking what? crackle. <laughs> Imagine having crackle <laughs> or Tubi or, or Pluto, Quibi, Quibi, <laughs> or Quibi. Oh yeah, the two dollar, the two R. billion dollar R.I.P. Quibi. <laughs> Y'all thought shorts were going to really catch people's attention? Y'all thought. But anyways, thank you for bringing up shorts because I forgot why I went on this rant. But the reason, like, yes, I think my attention span is very short when it comes to media consumption. True. And, like, it it gets progressively worse. It does. I think it's a cultural phenomenon for sure. It is. And In 20 years, there's going to be a study about. And I always thought, I always thought, I'm above that. Okay. Because, <laughs> because when it comes to like the, the TikTok and because I felt this way about Instagram, because mm. I felt this way about Instagram uh, when when they made IGTV, mm. mm-hmm. and I said, okay, there's no fucking way anybody is watching a long video on IGTV. Mm-hmm. So I guess IGTV is just trying to push for these minute long videos. Essentially, IGTV, TikTok is what IGTV tried to be. No, no, really wrong. It's no. IGTV no, no, no. allowed you to put long form projects on Instagram. I don't think Instagram. IGTV actually expected anybody to do that though, because why would they why have, would they increase the time why would they limit? Let the grid the grid play only a minute of the video without you having to click on it. Because the grid the feed only allows a minute content on the algorithm, but, that's because but then of you Instagram. tap into the rest of it. But Instagram yeah. could have totally just said, like, you can watch the entire video from the grid. Because it will kill server space to have the main feed host that much data. I believe feed. that. You think Instagram you and Facebook are being picky about server space? Uh, I have billions I, of I, users. I I'm so pretty maybe. sure they want to make their feeds seem easy to digest. Seamless. All the story th- posts that are being yeah. uploaded to Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, but they only but last for tw- remember, they last for 24 hours. Those are just 24-hour holds. This is very true. I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the problem. I don't know. The only reason Instagram did the story posts is because of Snapchat. Snapchat. The 24-hour thing, they took that from Snapchat. Yep. IGTV was like, well, we're going to compete with YouTube with long-form well, posts. Either way, either way I, I see why they, they tried to compete with YouTube as well. Yeah. But I think that the problem with that, what IGTV wanted to do was be the premier video host for mobile use. It don't even work because nobody wants to make their fucking fit videos in, in uh, landscape anyway because everyone's yeah. exactly. turn their phone. Yeah, that's, yeah. Turn your phone sideways now. <laughs> Fuck also, you. Don't tell me how to live my life. Also, another point to TikTok is that, and the reason why I think they're succeeding is Wait till TikTok rolls out longer than a minute video. They do. Don't they already have that? Yeah. Oh, they they have already like, have live. They have live they and have they- live? I didn't know that. And uh, they, you can do three minute long videos. Ooh. I know. Whoa. <laughs> but the- um. But the thing that I That's see for the TikTok for the elite brain why, people. Why I think TikTok is <laughs> not ahead of the game above Instagram is they're actually paying their creators. Mm, they got the creators fund and all that yeah. shit. I think like creators. So y'all accepting Chinese money is what I'm hearing. <laughs> 
I mean, I'll take I'm some Bitcoin. Trump. Well, doesn't, well, I gotta doesn't Walmart those. own part of TikTok now or have stock in TikTok? I think isn't that how they save them? TikTok public. Well, because I remember what happened with originally. He's about to invest like shit. I was saying because. Uh, huh, I'll give me a second, fellas. <laughs> I was saying because what happened, I remember, was TikTok was about to get taken down in America because of that whole thing with China Microsoft or whatever. Microsoft supposedly and, um, bought into it or whatever. It was like somebody, was like an American company Oracle bought it. or some shit like that. And then that's when, like, okay, now TikTok can stay. But I remember, I think it was last year, they were about, or even 2019, they were about to get rid of it. Like, nah, we can't have this here because of, like, security reasons, whatever. Security yeah. reasons. Yeah, okay. So then eventually Walmart or someone American definitely <laughs> bought it or at least bought stock in it and whatever. So now Then they bought their North American operations. But yeah. they still get to have to pay out the, the, the main owners in China anyway. Whatever, bro. Listen, TikTok is going to be here to stay because young did kids. You get, did you get bullied by a gi- Chinese kid or something, man? Like, <laughs> nah, man. This is like. I don't like, I don't like <laughs> This is China. very disproportionate hate for China. I don't, I don't like China in terms of their government. I'm sure the Chinese people. Oh, are I mean, nice. the government, yeah, sure. It sucks. I, I, it's funny you say that because I just watched a little mini doc on YouTube mm-hmm. on their social credit system. Really? And that shit How long is, was that mini doc? It was like eight minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. A whole eight minutes of content. No, but I. I, I have to go watch this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's crazy how they do it yeah. because it's, it's an like episode of Black Mirror. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, yeah. it's yeah. yeah it it I, I that will be weird for me. I, I will say, in terms of short content, I just finished watching the two seasons of Love, Death, Robots, and I think that that is a phenomenal way of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that 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 seven to fifteen minute window, especially for sci-fi stuff, right? Because for sci-fi, it takes a lot of graphic design and it mm-hmm. can take a lot of um, post and pre-production to like build out these animations. And I, I fell in love with that story format. Like that seven to fifteen minute window, I think is top notch yeah. for storytelling, especially yeah. for the way TikTok generation is. Like they don't want to watch in sixty seconds of something. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you just are. said you're a piece of shit, so I know you listen to watching I mean, sixty seconds. You're a generation now. <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, what's the What's the word? I am. Um, I, God damn! What's it called when you're like adopting something that isn't yours? Gentrifier. I am appropriating Gen Z. Oh. That's <laughs> <laughs> you're a Zillennial. Zillennial. <laughs> wow. I'm literally the Steve Buscemi uh, character when he's like, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're like right on the border of Millennial Gen Z. Like Corvette, though. Corvette, huh? <laughs> hey, man. What you know about rolling down in the deep? <laughs> I will end this podcast. <laughs> so... Chris, yeah, Nikon, Nikon. Let's, let's talk about <laughs> it. Yeah, we Started have a, we have another school, huh? Nikon. Started in high school, and I mean, this is the thing. I personally just like it because one, the ergonomics, of course, all the cameras feel good to use in the hands. Um, the menu uh, system's uh, nice, and this, the, the, the way according to work. according to Maury, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the most part, like, um, and I just feel comfortable. I like the look I get from them and all that stuff, but just from like a marketing and like um, a logistics standpoint, like how the, the direction they're moving. I'm not totally on board with it right They're now. They're moving? We're not moving. No, 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 no. I thought they were stagnant as shit. I thought they weren't doing shit with their like, systems. That's what I'm saying. I guess that's part of it. Maybe they're not moving enough. Is that, like, especially in video, I think they're they're trying with the new Z cameras. They're trying to do something different. And I can say the Z50 that I have is definitely better than my DSLR, for sure. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at the long term, like, how much longer is it going to last? Because the other problem is lenses. Like, they're pumping out so many expensive Z lenses but not any crop ones necessarily. Like there's maybe like three to have. They're like they're missing a whole segment of the market. Exactly. They're not really um, catering to people who are like intermediate or entry level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're only mm-hmm. going for the pros right now, which I think is like not really gonna work because Sony and Canon already got the pros. So like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even now Fuji is stepping into that game. Panasonic. There's a lot mm-hmm. of competition at the pro level. When I feel like Nikon can really benefit from making their gear, because I think. What you did is you found it early on in life at an entry level area in high school. You know, 
that's why Canon continues to succeed. Sony definitely continues to succeed is they make these models that are easy to introduce them so that they learn that ecosystem, mm -hmm. which is what you did early on. Yeah. And now you're you're bought into the ecosystem, even though it's crumbling like our earth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think I know what you're saying. Like they, they really are trying to pump that high price stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> That's the thing. That's that's the problem right there. You see, I just don't have enough uh, exposure dollars to pay for these lenses. And the other annoying thing too, especially with the Z mount, is that they're not opening it up to third parties, which is the big thing. Oh, like, I did have, not know that. It's not. It's right now. It's so like, you no. can only buy Nikon Z yeah, mount Nikon lenses. Z mounts. Yeah. So there's so no Tamron. There's, there's no, no Sigma. Wow. And I'm like, come on now. That, that's just oh, a no-brainer. That, that, yeah. That, what the fuck? The I did not know that. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense That's, whatsoever. See, this so is a, when are you going to transition out of Nikon? Well, this is, I'm looking at Sony right now. I'm waiting to see what's up <laughs> with that A74. Unbelievable. We'll see. We'll see. I do like, not like Chris, what I'm hearing. We will donate all the proceeds from this episode. Shit, I got a, I got a, I got a A72 that's sitting there. If, 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 you, pay, if you pay to fix it. It's yours. I'll say like for what I do, I think Sony is probably the most logical step. But we'll see what they have next. See, that's the thing. Like, I feel like Sony has done such a good job. They got the game in a targeting that hybrid shooter. Hybrid, yeah. Yeah. Hybrid shooter, because nobody is just a one, like one-dimensional creator anymore. I mean, some are, but yeah. Some are, and maybe they will. Some people still use Nikon for that stuff. Because I'm not gonna deny Nikon still. There's some pictures are great. Yeah, there's great. I'm listening. They got great material. Just the yellow logo and the branding and the marketing is terrible. But when you think about important things, of course, you're gonna spend. You want to spend two to three thousand dollars on a body, and then thousands upon thousands of dollars on lenses. Why do you want to tie yourself to an ecosystem that is? really not supporting an aspect of the industry that's almost a necessity yeah. for if you're not into videos like that's not your gigs you can't tell me that you can't benefit from having video in your arsenal from a marketing perspective mm -hmm. you know yep like if i'm a sony shooter but i only want to shoot photographs i'm going to use my camera to, to try to shoot some videos or try to get myself out there yeah you already have it yeah yeah you already yeah so it's like i don't i don't understand like why Ni I, nikon and the thing is they're such a big like force in the industry they're in the top three. Why that, don't they? Like <laughs> tripping. I mean, they At are. Ten dollars a share. They are not in the big three. <laughs> but when you think about it from a person who doesn't know photography, yeah, okay. it's yes. Sony, you know, Canon. Yeah, you know the three names. If yes. anything, like some people yeah. don't even know Sony's. Like I feel Sony's definitely a big force mm -hmm. for us in the community. But mm -hmm. it, like when I tell people like you should, you know, you should get a Sony, that's not their first thought. Yeah, like, what you mean? Don't they make PlayStation? The, <laughs> the first thought is always Canon, mm -hmm. and then I yeah. think, and then it's still like Nikon. Yeah. But yeah. like yeah. I mean, obviously now, yes, yeah, Sony is a part of the conversation. It's arguably the biggest. Com it's rivaling with with Canon. Oh, they're be beating the Canon. Biggest. I'll admit that as a Canon, like I'm a Canon fanboy all the mm -hmm. way. But the thing Sony's is, ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. How is Nikon? Like, who is at the table at Nikon that isn't telling them? This? Not people <laughs> yeah. that look like us. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of yes man up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's just the case. Like it's just a company that's really. It's a company with Apple with an Apple mindset. I was yeah. That has was, yeah. No reason yeah. to do so. It's arrogant. It's very arrogant for no reason. Yeah. Like, especially now that I, now that I know about the Z mount thing, that's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Who, yeah. Do, you, who do you think you are? And how am I going <laughs> to live in this Nikon ecosystem if I can't have anything else with it? And Nikon, it's not and it's not the best thing in the world. And you know? there's no mounts like adapter mounts that you can use. I mean, you can get the adapter for the F mount. Ass. Yeah, oh. which is what I had to get with mine because I didn't want to get any Z lenses because again yeah, they're yeah. super expensive. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. got the F to Z mount, but like besides that. 
I mean, you can also maybe get a speed booster, I think. But even still, it's like no. That's yeah. well, that's do, like do another three hundred dollar yeah, expense. Do you want to spend all this yeah. money on adapters to then not even get the full functionality of the lens? Yeah. That's yeah. one thing I have a problem with Canon is that their adapter doesn't allow me to have certain functionalities with my lenses. Damn. Yeah. It's like behind a paywall, literally. Almost. Basically. <laughs> if you want to donate to the Sway getting RF lens, please uh, <laughs> contact us. Yeah, I mean, also I think Canon's having that similar problem with crop sensor lenses now, especially with the RF, because like they have the C70, which I think is super thirty-five, right? So. I think so. so yeah, yeah, so it should, you should make a lot of crop sensor lenses for that at yeah. least, but they haven't, from what I heard. Well, it's a video centric camera, isn't but even, it? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, so a lot of video creator. It's a video camera, but it's also kind of like their entry level cinema camera. Kinda, so they yeah. kind of expect them to already have a lot of full frame equivalent. See, and like, that's the problem. The expectation. It's, it's, that's that's the, the weird ecosystem. thing when it comes to like the pro equipment, and it's so weird to say like the entry level cinema is still a pro level camera. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to try to explain to people. <laughs> it's like when um, I don't know. It's like they they already expect you to have those lenses and have that kind of stuff in stock. So why should they put the money into the R and D to try to give you subpar glass in their eyes? I mean, I get it. Obviously, mm-hmm. like there's a benefit to using APS-C lenses on APS-C camera bodies because it's just cheaper. And compatible. But, yeah, yeah, but it's like when you're spending you know, $3,500 on a camera body, they ex- they're they not going to want to sell you a $700 lens. They, they don't want to sell you a <laughs> They expect you to have yeah. the same amount of money left to buy another $3,000 exactly. lens. Mm-hmm. Because if you're buying this, then you should be... Okay, if you're getting this camera, they assume you're a business of some kind. Okay. Which means you have money. Which means you have money or, or credit. You have, or you <laughs> have the forethought to say, like, I'm going to invest mm-hmm. in expensive mm-hmm. gear. Yeah. Fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> Broke boys, <laughs> we out here. But it works for Sony. We out here it on works, eBay. It works for Sony. Yeah, but Sony. I mean, the, so- the Sony, wait, wait, are we talking like the lenses? Sony also, like, when was, I, I can't remember the last APS-C lenses that came out for Sony. Oh, APS-C, oh, yeah, no, I have no idea. I no. feel like the entire, and here's, again, I will I will die on this hill. I think <laughs> full frame is the new APS-C. Okay, I, 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 yeah. I yeah, it's not it. as necessary as it used to be. It's not, mm. it's not as, it's not as out of reach as it used oh, to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember, man, when I started out, like, I started with a Canon uh, T3i, mm-hmm. And full frame was like the dream. Like, no, yeah, full frame was the dream, and the full, full like the, the the more the more accessible full frame at the time was a Canon five uh, uh, D, the Mark two II or three, or no, it was a Mark three that's been out that would, had been out for like ten years already, mm. and that was like my dream camera. That's the camera I wanted, and then Sony came out with a smaller camera, full frame, mirrorless for a lot cheaper for me. And on top of that, I found out that, you know, you can get the mounts for, you know, vintage lenses and shit. Mm-hmm. And it just worked. It just worked for me. And that's why I got the Sony. That's why I, that, then I got the Sony a7 II. And it, it's, it's, been, it's been great. But I can't imagine buying into a camera system and I can only use those lenses. Fuck that. Mm-mm. This is America. There's, 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 uh, <laughs> there should there's, be freedom there's, there's, of lens choice. There should be, there should be competition here. It's my body, my choice, right? <laughs> <laughs> I say. And speaking of competition, I think the other advantage that Sony has, and well, both Sony and Canon have over Nikon is that they have other things going on. Like they have, Sony has gaming. Mm-hmm. They have um, music, music, movies, movies. All like that. Yeah. they have oh, so much. True. And yeah. Canon has printers. Um, what else do they have? I th- was it just printers? Uh, it's <laughs> I think printing, it's cinema. They're into all different aspects of production and media. Yeah, because that. a lot of like studio like broadcasting systems are run through Canon as well. What's exactly. Nikon got? That's, they just have cameras. That's, that's all they have. <laughs> they, have a, they have their DSLRs, and they have their. they still have their point and, and shoot. And those are actually starting to die out a little bit. I think th- from what I heard, they're starting to Didn't Sony discontinue just some of those. I know Sony announced they're discontinuing DSLR production. Yeah. They made DSLRs? 
Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, did. yeah they did. Oh, they did? Oh, A long, long time ago. <laughs> uh, so just making it obvious. I looked on their... I'm looking at their products page. So they have cameras. They have what, like on their, a Nikon? They have their compact digital cameras, their Nikkor lenses, their speed lights, software, and software. their um, binoculars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have binoculars. <laughs> yeah, I think Canon has one, too, like, a, like, an eye, one eyepiece thing. Being, like, oh, those are probably like government contracts, or they probably have like the hunting market. Like, I don't know, man. Or <laughs> like a bird, bird watchers or something. Uh, I've been around a lot of rednecks, and I, you know, I, I, especially the ones that hunt. Not one of them said, yeah, I'm going to go get this Nikon binocular. <laughs> well, brother, you see what you got to do is not buy a Nikon. <laughs> you, got to sell, you got yourself one of the Nikons? So, Hell yeah, let's go hunting. So, well, you ain't shooting shit, brother. <laughs> so I threw out this, this crazy idea in the Discord chat. I was like, speaking of which, make sure you sign up for that Discord chat. Yeah, hop Amen. on the Discord. Hop on that Discord. It's, uh, it's, it's sweet. <laughs> what idea did you drop, Luis? We should we should just pull a GameStop and, oh. <laughs> uh, and buy out and buy out a nah, bunch of Nikon. Nah, 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 bring it back. Icon, nah, Icon. And then, yeah, we just show up like, hey, I'm a shareholder. Fix your lenses. Get if some. Get could, get Sigma in here. If we could mobilize eighteen thousand street meat followers <laughs> to, <laughs> to, guys, to buy to buy one $10 stock, dollars a share. One stock, guys. Just buy you know a stock. We're going to We're going to create our own ETF. We're going to create our own fund, and we're going to buy all these camera companies, just like the climate people are doing with the oil industries. And we're going to own up, ending like one to five percent of a, f- a camera company, and we're going to dictate what the fuck happens next. We're starting with Nikon. Let's get Chris right. some Sigma lenses, guys. Yeah, let my man get some rocking hey, on adapters. Real quick though, one thing about Nikon and one thing about Chris. Yeah, Chris has gotten the most. What's it called? He's got the most uh, clout. I guess exposure. Clout. He's gotten the most clout and exposure with these brands than we have. Because how many times has Nikon has a. Has Nikon it? No, this is the one that time recently is the first time they actually acknowledged me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like you and six other people using this shit now. Because that's the other thing, too, because I came to them. I tagged them on Twitter like, hey, I used one of your cameras to do this video. Check it out. And then they finally replied like, hey, this is great. How many videos have we made, Pierre? And Sony has never. Well, we never, we never directly. We, them, yeah. we never directly tagged them. But. The Sony market is so saturated with vi- like it's yeah, just that's so, that, so that's why it's impressive when somebody does something on an icon. <laughs> yeah. They're like you, you they can really them, corner that if you really want to. DM like man, thank you, bro. We're struggling <laughs> out here. Please, please, please stay with us. That's another problem too is they don't push their cameras are decent for video. They're not bad to be yeah. honest. Because you you, you check you you would check off a lot of boxes in their in their exactly. in their in their uh, in their marketing. You're like you're young, you're black. You're 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 talented, and you using the Nikon stuff. Yeah, okay. let's uh let's 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 send him a care package <laughs> of some Z lenses. Let's <laughs> say because also I don't see them really market video a lot. Let's, let's, never, let's get him to the Nikon. I've seen con. some people on YouTube <laughs> talking about Nikon and doing videos with Nikon, but on the, at least their social media platforms, I don't see them say, "Look at how our camera shoots video." We you have here of a Nikon ambassador. Exactly. You don't. I think they have them, but they don't talk about videos. Mostly for photos. And I'm like, well, there's people out here like me that are shooting video with and. That's I'd be thing. happy to do it, but you know, they don't Cut seem to want to do that. Exactly. <laughs> Cut that check. <laughs> all it takes, what, ta- what, uh, what all it takes is just like some really cool street shit to really get it off, uh, because that's exactly what happened with Sony. Sony's marketing was on point when the yeah. when the A7 came out. It was on point. They gave it. They gave them. They gave uh, A7s to a bunch of like 
young like, street photographers, street photographers, young, like young creators, basically. Yeah, and yeah. that and that's and that's what got me into Sony. I was like, oh shit, damn, and it looks cool. Like I like the look of it and everything. And then these guys are coming out with this fire ass content. Yeah, sign me up. Let me get one. But I haven't seen anything like that for Nikon. And anytime I I, I think and of Canon Nikon, not, I always think so of a like middle aged white guy uh, in the in nature yeah. or yeah, some shit. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> and Canon has the same issue too. Like even when they did that whole Explorers of Light thing with uh, Netflix, it was like you're only highlighting like the high end stuff. And I know Canon's used for high end stuff, mm-hmm. but like again, Sony captured that young creators. Mm-hmm. And like Canon and Nikon, it was right at the peak of street photography. Yeah. Well, street photography's always been a thing, but on Instagram, street photography was just off. yeah, it just start, it just started popping off. And Sony got in there right away and yep. did the right thing, and now everybody wants a Sony. Yeah, even Chris. Do you guys think it's gonna like honestly? Do you think Nikon makes it? Do you think they'll be around much longer, or you think they'll go the way of the Pentax? I don't think they'll go that far because Nikon. I mean, uh, the Pentax surviving, right? But who's using Barely. <laughs> yeah, but Pentax. Wait, they, do, they, do, they still, do they still make cameras? Camera I bodies? So. Uh, you I don't even they, know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they, they might have came out with one in the last but, two years. But here's the thing. like, as, as, I guess their new, um, I'm not sure what the Z9 is. I'm assuming that's their next full-frame full frame. camera. I don't know if it's a flagship. I think it might be. Well, but. apparently somebody from Nikon is on record saying that because this flagship feeling that these other camera companies are so mm-hmm. high, that the Nikon Z9 development team is struggling to reach their goals. So it's like, what does that say about, you know, them as a company and how they can compete in this market, which is already like really fucking, they already have a lot of obstacles ahead of them (laughs) as far as just being late to the game. But then it's like with the pandemic, with competition coming up, with not only that, with the chip shortage going on right now in technology. The, yeah, there's a big chip shortage happening right now with that's affecting <laughs> cameras, computers. Cars. I had a buddy of mine struggle to find a, a, a new car because of the fact that the inventory is so low because they have all these cars made, but they have no chips to put into the systems. Playstations. I still want a PlayStation 5. Yeah, like <laughs> so every, I think all the, all the camera companies are struggling to figure out what's going on like with their inventories and what they can produce because without the chip, the computer ain't shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think with the, the Z9 at least... I mean, well, the thing with Nikon is, I think on the photography side, they still could go strong for a little while. I think, at least on the photography end, they still have enough people to kind of sustain themselves. But more so, they got to start exploring video more and really pushing that. But when you come to, like, again, the old middle-aged people, you know, shooting their nature or just, like, old-school professional photographers who just, you know, do stuff like portraits and whatever, Mm -hmm. I think they're still fine there. And, I mean, again, the quality is good. When it comes to photography, the quality is good. Autofocus has made some gains. It used to not be that great, but it's gotten... It's gotten wow. better, at least, especially with like eye detect and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It's gotten better, and they keep updating it, so that's good. So they have that at least, at least for the mean, maybe like the next year or two. But I think if they don't start really expanding, like you said, and like really breaking the mold and like doing something different, or at least trying to f- again find their market where they could really thrive, then yeah, they could probably start dying out. But I don't think it's gonna get to like Pentax level anytime soon. So we, we'll so we, see. so that's, that's your optimism that's, speaking right our, there. Our, our shit talking about uh, Nikon is kind of warranted because they're not that good. Wow, <laughs> you're trash. Saying, the quality, <laughs> if we're talking about the actual cameras themselves, they're not terrible. I think it's more the business side that they're, they're the business side. Yeah. They're shooting themselves in the foot a lot, especially with closing, like you said, closing out the lenses. Like you should have given Rockinon access, Tamron access, all those something affordable third party, for third for, party for, people. Because yeah. yeah, really ima- can you imagine if Sony did only G Masters? You could only buy G Masters or the G, the G series lenses. Flex. <laughs> I'm like, that, I couldn't but afford it. But you know what? If Sony did that, they could probably, 
it'd be it'd be terrible. Mm-hmm. It'd be absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. But I, it would make more sense to hear that from Sony or mm. Canon than Nikon. Right. <laughs> yeah. It would yeah. make way yep. more sense. Yep. yep. Nikon's like the, the 6.5 person in attractiveness, you telling them to only date nines. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you got Sony and Canon who are like eights and nines. You date anybody. You want this clean ISO 50,000? You got to buy these uh, these Sony lenses. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay, yes. If it gives me night vision, I'll, I'll you know, I'll I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll pay it. Fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, Nikon, Fuji's knocking on the door. Oh yeah, they're catching up. That's oh yeah. Too. I so think Fuji's always been around. I think Fuji's always never overextended itself. I think Fuji did one of those things where it's like we're gonna stay within this pocket mm-hmm. of the market mm-hmm. and just keep because you mm-hmm. have a new Fuji, Luis, right? Which one is it? The X100V. I've always wanted an X100. So I've always wanted it too. <laughs> and I told myself, I was like, man. Fake ass rage finder. <laughs> so here's the thing you can actually switch between optical and digital viewfinders. What? Give me, give me digital, dog. <laughs> give me digital. First of all, I hate, ra- hate rage finders. Fucking boomer. It's not even on. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking through his like, This shit sucks. <laughs> There's an on button? <laughs> It's like a dad. And it's just like, man, Thank you for embarrassing me. Like, give me your camera. Here, there's the dial here, and you can switch between the, the viewfinders. Yeah. That's another thing about being a photographer is like, when someone else asks, like, oh, can I, can we take the picture, or whatever? I'm like, I hand them my camera, and they're like, uh, I try to explain to them, but like, no matter what, even if I have the simplest even, camera, even if we hey. have the same, the thing is, even if we have the same camera, because I remember when I grabbed Pierre's camera, mm-hmm. I was like. How the fuck do you use this yeah. thing? <laughs> you have the same camera. Yeah. But it's just like, it's such a customizable thing. Mm-hmm. And this is why, like, the main reason why I bought this Fuji. I, I hey, yo, this Fuji's it. trash, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now. Every time I took a picture, it's like, click, two seconds go by. Storing image. <laughs> oh, because I got two, um, I got I got it running uh, raw and JPEG right now for the camera. For the is a good, do, you, do you just pick up, like, photography? <laughs> no, no, no. It actually, I, so here's, again. Yeah, so why, why, okay, so. I, why are I, you storing why, JPEG? Yeah, why, why raw and JPEG? So because I'm still undecided on what I want to use this camera for. So I, this is not a, this is not a work thing at all. Of course. I, I, I've, I've approached every camera purchase with the intent of, like, okay, somehow I'm going to figure out how this can make me money. Mm-hmm. So I did the same thing with my when I upgraded to full frame. I said, okay, I'm I'm trying to take this a little bit more seriously. I'm trying to book more clients. I need I want to get full frame. When I got my my zoom lenses, I said I need versatility. I can't fuck around with clients trying to swap lenses because I only have one body. Mm-hmm. So I need to get these zoom lenses. When I got my I think the most expensive lens I've ever bought was my 85 millimeter, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, I need to get. I I understand the value and sharpness in in um. What do you call it in um God damn, I'm already forgetting mm-hmm. photography terminology here. Prime? In prime, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> prime lenses. <laughs> prime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I see the value and sharpness of prime lenses and I've always been a little scared of eighty five, but I know that you can get some really cool portrait results with that. So Yeah, eighty five eighty fives are they it's a skill. Yeah, it's a, it's a skill you gotta like, learn. When I learned yeah. about like depth of field and like mm-hmm. distortions and all that, I was like, Okay, let me go ahead and opt for this for this eighty five millimeter. Mm-hmm. So Every camera purchase I've ever made, I've made it with the with the mindset of like I'm gonna try and make some money off of this. Mm-hmm. And I think now because with my new job they kind of spoiled me with the cameras and stuff mm-hmm. that like the full frame and all the glass that you could possibly that I could think of that I wanted in the short term, it's not it does the work, but I find myself losing a lot of enjoyment from shooting. True. 
because when I take my Sony out, I feel like I'm working. <laughs> and that's always okay. been that's been weird for me. Yeah, I could I could see that. I, I mean, cause you use I could understand yeah. that because it's, it's the same thing with me and my 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 R and versus my my film camera. Yeah, my film camera is straight for pleasure. Yes, mm-hmm. my R. I expect that I'll at least use it for either some make money making opportunities or something that I want to get creative within the edit. Because mm-hmm. in the film, I'm gonna get it, develop it, and I'll do some slight edits, but I want it to look exactly like I took the photo. Mm-hmm. Of. So right. I understand that mentality. So I, I I said to myself like, okay, what could I possibly like? How, what can I do to like fix this? Because I don't want to do that. I, <laughs> I, I I hated the fact that I wasn't taking as many pictures as I wanted. In fact, True. I was going out to places. And just straight out, not even bringing my camera. So <laughs> All right, that, yeah, that's where I'm. That's where I'm at right now. Sometimes yeah. I just yeah, don't even. I don't bring... even want to carry it. It happens to me when I was in I Miami. Just, I yeah. just don't even want to carry a camera. And Before I was insufferable. I was insufferable. I was that asshole with the camera everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like the guy with the fucking camera hanging off my my shoulder. Yeah. And it's like bumping into shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm over here trying to take the camera off my wrist to pay for the fucking tab. So it's like, no, I don't want to do this. I want something that's going to be out of the way, and I want something that doesn't remind me of work. Mm-hmm. And the X100s were always kind of like I in would my say, yeah. was That's in like my good peripheral of like stuff that I wanted to do. I've always wanted one too, but I can't justify Is buying it. Is the lens it just interchangeable? Now. It's not. So it's almost a point and shoot, basically. It's basically a point and shoot, but it's an APS-C sensor, and it's oh. an, it's the Fuji's new updated 35. It's actually a, I think it's a 20. What is it? 20. It's a 23 millimeter APS-C lens, so it's about 35 millimeter equivalent, and it's f2. So it's like okay. Nice. So here's the thing, 35 That's like the that's a perfect range, I honestly, for street. I, I can so you can full manual on that. You can close your, you can change your aperture. You can go full manual, but sometimes I just, I sh- right now I shoot it in ISO, I, I automate ISO. Yeah. I just have set, set ranges for it. So mm. like mm. minimum 100, and I think the maximum ISO is like 1600. Because it is okay. still APS-C, so I'm not going to fucking go, s- I'm not going to approach it. noisy as fuck. I'm not going to approach it with a Sony mindset. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but here's the thing, like sometimes I put the ISO in, in automatic. Sometimes I put the shutter speed also in automatic. But it doesn't matter because all, all you're doing is taking pictures that you just want to yes. take pictures of. It's like mm-hmm. I want to take pictures. This is for the snapshots. Mm-hmm. This is for the stuff that I carry around with me. It's, it's, like, it's like a moment small. camera. Like in this moment, I want this picture. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like mm-hmm. one of those things. And you know what? Because I've heard that before, that kind of speaking. And I that's that's one of the reasons why I bought the Sony's. And that's why I committed to Sony's because everybody says like, yeah, these mirrorless cameras are so small. It's gonna be out of the way. You won't. It's like, <laughs> but now, okay. the, but now the Sony's are in the way. <laughs> yeah, now they're in the fucking way. And like even like small lenses because I have I have a couple of smaller lenses like the twenty eight millimeter f two. Yeah. But even that is just like it's it's a thing. But this is it's just, bulky as shit. But that's nice. I will say that the, the Fujis like, have a nice sleek design to it. They want to look like Leicas, but they're not Leicas. And then they actually do a good job capturing images. Yeah, they actually do a pretty good job. So, like, another thing that I'm trying to do is I just like the simplicity of this thing. Yeah. And mm. Fuji, one thing that they did that I that, like, that lead me towards their system is their film recipes. So it's like a whole like automated. He's digital film god. He's over here. Digital film god. Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> but I think they look kind of cool. I actually I'm not think they're kind of cool. I'm gonna knock it, but I'm not gonna like be a hater. And you have the option, <laughs> so you have the option of like you can shoot your. It'll automatically turn your JPEGs into kind of like this preset that you build in. Mm. So like you can find recipes online that people made, and then you can just like put that into your camera, and like all the JPEGs will get spit out like that. You can even see the preview of the edit mm. in your viewfinder before you take the picture. So it's oh, that's cool. kind of cool. Okay, okay. That's kinda cool. All, right. all right, okay. I'll give it that. Give it that. So right. it's like, so it's like, okay, I kind of fuck with this look. And some pictures, it looks really, really cool. 
but then I also want the ability to go because I, I I'm a purist in that sense. Like I like raw. I like raw. I like being able to go in. But sometimes As I don't. men, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Sir. <laughs> How dare you? Can't listen to you. I walked right into that one. <laughs> but no, it's like, yeah, I, I like the flexibility of shooting raw. So I'm like undecided right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of shooting a mix of both. Because you can't replicate. So that's why it takes forever for one of them camp- one of them images I just took to store. Well, I'm not fucking shooting that, sports with it. That, 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 that <laughs> shit, yeah, hey, I took a picture. That shit said storing one circle, two circle, Dude, two and a half circle there. complete. I'm like, God damn. This camera sucks. <laughs> okay, sir. How long does it take to uh, to, to to develop your films? Oh. Uh, when I do it all at once, I can get two, two to three business weeks. <laughs> Accurate. Because <laughs> then I gotta scan them and edit them and everything. And this guy's mad about the little half circles going. <laughs> See, it goes back to that conversation about attention span. <laughs> I have a, I have a long term attention span. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's my whole thing with the Fuji. Yeah. So far yeah, I still I still want one. If I ever I'm, I'm I want to get my hands on one just to have it. The and best thing <laughs> about the this though, shooting, shooting camera. The best thing, which is a very big surprise, because I didn't even know about this, has a built-in ND. Ooh. Oh, I did not know that. It has a built-in okay. ND. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why people like really like that camera for street photography. Just shooting. Yeah. Oh, dude, like, like getting getting uh, mm-hmm. long exposures in the daytime, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Is it adjustable? It's or no? not adjustable, but oh. I think it's like an ND. I want to say it's like an ND eight or sixteen. It's a pretty oh. decent mm. ND okay. filter. Okay. It's not like a little fucking half stop of light that you're saving. <laughs> you're actually getting uh, a pretty good like. I can get. Sure. I can stop down to like one thirtieth in the middle of the day. Wow. wow. Yeah. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. What? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't see what. I don't know when I would do that, but yeah. Man. Uh, motion shots. Yeah, go off that. Get, like, <laughs> motion shots. So what I do with you it, do tracking shots and whatnot. So yeah. what I do with it is if I'm doing like street photography, for instance, I, was, I stepped out of the office my first day to get it, went out for lunch, and then I was, you know, in D.C. I wanted to get some street photography, but I never was able to get the motion blur from the cars in traffic mm-hmm. in my street photography shots. I just turned on the ND filter, <laughs> bumped down the the uh, the shutter speed, and I was like, okay, I see, I see this. So it's not just a video like benefit. It's like true. And does that shoot video? I mean, it sh- it's, I'm sure it shoots video, but it's it shoots 4K video, 4K God video, 24. Damn. Also, wow. your film recipes can be baked in as a LUT. God Ooh. damn. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I, okay. <sighs> I got a, I got a kidney to sell. <laughs> <laughs> I got some purchasing to do. Yeah, man. One thing I admire about Fuji right now is that they're definitely proving that you don't need full frame necessarily because they have the micro four thirds and then they have the crop sensor yeah. ones. But like, you can still get some really good stuff with their their sensors, whatever you know. Yeah. And again, again, you have that film stuff. That you could also use other people's, like you have custom ones. There's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, creative and flexible options you have with that. I think Fuji isn't really reliant on being like a groundbreaker or like a. Disruptor. Again, they're staying in their pocket. They're just providing staying in their they're, lane. They're yeah, not. Yeah, they're right. not being so pressed. They're, I don't think they're spending so much research and development on trying to be the biggest, trying to break the biggest barriers in tech. They're not going mm-hmm. after the 8K video. They're no, not going they're not. after raw video. Yeah. They're not trying to get 30 FPS photos. They're just going for the experience of taking photos. And I think they're which I thought was all hype. I, I knew that there was valid there was valid arguments for it, but when people start talking about like it's the experience of the photography and being head ass <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck ever? It's a nice looking camera. I will say this. I think the Fuji is now proving the point to what Pierre was mentioning earlier about how back in the day 
you know, going full frame was like the epitome of like upgrading and photography. Fuji's like, well, fuck a full frame. Come get our camera. And you can still get your epitome of photography experience, right? Mm-hmm. The experience of being on the street corner and taking great photos with the ND filter, getting that motion capture of a corner bank or whatever. So I, I think it, it's showing that while full frame provides the best editing experience, I, I personally think, um, with this, you're pretty sure you're going to get nice raws to edit from, and you're going to be able to create really good context. But they also let you pre-edit, right? You put your, your film recipe or your LUTs in there, and it's, it's basically baked in. You know, you just take it, export JPEG, it's, and then you post it. It's great. It's great for somebody that's, like, really trying to step into it, into photography. It's like, for us, obviously, people are like, oh, you're using a preset, you know, because we, we edit our own pictures and yeah. stuff. But what photographer doesn't use presets. Oh yeah, yeah th- come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, but every <laughs> it's <you> like. Do. <laughs> oh okay. Well. I, I do. <laughs> I don't use any presets. I sit there and I keep doing my little bars left and right, <laughs> left and right, so I figure out what I like. I will say I'm moving away from it a little more, more because I've used one of my old presets that I made in the beginning, and I was like, oh, this doesn't look as good as it used to. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Your eyes. Well, I mean, I've looked at my old edits a new, too. A new style. Yeah, so I might either scrap the ones I have and start new ones, or just start doing everything like by hand. I've stopped downloading other people's presets. Mm. Oh, that yeah. I never did. Yeah. I don't even save my edits because I th- I feel like every time I open up a raw image, I should start from its raw status and then edit it again. Oh, listen, if that's like I'm doing landscape photography, like I did with my Hawaii trip. Like, I know for sure, like, this part of my SD card, all the photos are under the same light. So I can at least copy and paste, but I don't bother saving it. Like, okay, I know that this look should deserve this. No, because, mm. I mean, yeah, you're going to go into your preset and then adjust it from there. I'd rather just do the adjusting from straight raw. Now, this is a personal preference. I'm not one of these people that say, you can't use presets. Like, do what <laughs> the fuck you want these days with your creativity. In the end, you know, that's what streaming is about. Letting mm-hmm. you do your own creativity mm-hmm. and learning from each other and whatnot. But... I, in my personal preference, even with my film photos, I take them from the negatives. I do all my development from in there. I don't let my scanner um, give me photo positives anymore. True. I, I tell them just give me give me straight negatives and let me go and do my, my, my negative lab pro shit, let it adjust it, go in there, adjust it and whatnot, and edit it out. So, you know. You know, presets save time. I get oh, that. Yeah. And I'm sure if you're just an editor, like you actually don't shoot it yourself, mm-hmm. your presets are going to give you time because then you just adjust your preset once it's on the footage or film. Yeah. Or yeah. photo. So Lately, I've been lo- I've been using LUTs a lot. I've noticed. And yeah. some of your color grading looks great. Mm-hmm. Chris, you too, man. I've noticed when you put your comparisons, I'm like, God damn, I didn't know your <laughs> shit looked... Like, not to say this <laughs> negatively towards you, but like, <laughs> oh, no. your shit looked <laughs> flat before. Yeah. But now you got photos, you're like, yo, this shit's dynamic. Just, oh, look how clean this looks. Look at my skin tone. God damn. <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing. Back in quarantine, I definitely was doing a lot more like editing practice because I couldn't actually shoot. Yeah. So I'm like, well, let me just use what I have already. And that's made a big difference for sure. And that's why I also feel like I'm moving away from LUTs because, well, not with LUTs and presets because I'm like, I can kind of dial it in more just doing it, like you said, yeah. from the raw image, doing whatever you want, doing the slight tweaks. I mean, in certain cases, there is a preset that I might use more often. Mm-hmm. If there's like a certain style or a certain lighting situation, I'm like, okay, I know this preset will work. But otherwise, now I'm starting to do more of like, I'm just going to tweak it myself. Yeah. I do have a question. When, when we got you confirmed for this podcast, I did have a question for you. Yeah. What show past or present would you like to have been either the behind the scenes photographer or the behind the scenes photographer? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Because I mean, I know you're into movies. I know you're I was about, yeah, films. I was just about to say, let's get into movies because like, <laughs> I know this, <laughs> is, this is your pocket, right? This is why we want this coming. What would be like the one show past or present that you or movie? It doesn't have to be a show that you would have preferred, like, would have loved to have been like the BTS guy for. Ooh, okay. 
I got to think about this for a second. <laughs> uh, well, if we're talking like recent things, I know. No, no, past and present. Past and present. Yeah. Well, I'm saying all, like, all time of what well, you've watched. Yeah. Okay. So if, at least for recent, I would say Master Men season three would have been interesting for sure. Like that. that oh been yeah, yeah. I that, that I, I watched the first two episodes and I was like, damn, dog. Like, this that is... might have been rough to watch, but like the <laughs> sets and everything looked really beautiful. And oh, I love it. I love. I, yeah. I I tried to recreate some of that. Uh, the day the day after, like just do like some still shots, still video, and exactly. just but have it framed real good. Yeah. And uh, I still haven't finished it, but yeah, that that really inspired me how how it was shot. Yeah, so that's definitely one. Um, you're talking movies. Oh, that's a loaded question. Oh, I gotta think. <laughs> what Scott, about well, Godzilla, Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Definitely, that would have been real cool. Anything Edgar yeah. Wright, honestly, would probably be a really interesting experience. What, hold on, what else did he direct? Uh, Baby he's, Driver. Didn't he make yeah, Baby, Baby Driver? Yeah, Baby Driver, uh. the Cornell trilogy, which is Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz mm-hmm. and At the World's End. Uh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I gotta okay. watch At the World's End. That's an Amazon series, if I'm not mistaken, right? No, 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 no. no it's, 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 it's a movie. It's, it's the it's the still the same guys. Uh, the, um, know, Simon Pegg, Chris yeah. Frost. Yeah. At the World's End. Why don't I, Why don't I watch it? Because I'm a big fan of Simon Pegg and the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I love Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead is a classic. And he has oh, a new left. one coming out. He's doing <laughs> horror this year, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. Last night in Soho. So. I did hear you about that one. I saw the trailer for that. A little weird, but it's different. Yeah, so I'm yeah. looking forward to see what he does with the with the horror genre. So Scott Pilgrim would have been like Scott, your movie Scott BTS, and that would have been fun. Master yeah. of None season three would have been your BTS. Because the thing about Scott Pilgrim too is that this is at a time before certain people blew up. Because when yeah. you look back at the cast, they had Chris Evans, mm-hmm. Brie Larson, uh-huh. um, Ari Plaza. Like, there's so many people that went on to do so many bigger things after yeah. that movie. So like yeah. to see them in their beginning, sort of. Would have I been also really think that. People should look at Scott Program and the way it was made as an adaptation of a comic book. Oh yeah, I think that's the most—I don't want to call it the most accurate, but the more true to true to sense mm-hmm. adaptation of a comic book. It didn't take yeah. itself seriously at all. No, like, it was all—it was just it fun. Showed it like yeah. it was like, oh, this is what a comic book. This is what we're gonna make—a mm-hmm. live-action comic book movie. And even they even uh, they even made a video game too, and that video game it was pretty fun too. Exactly, it's like a 16-bit kind of. Beat 'em up game. What but, kind of movie mm. would you prefer to direct if you ever had the chance to direct? What kind of genre? Oh, oh this is a good one. I'm gonna ask yeah. genre. Let me ask genre. <laughs> leave it a little broader. Let me ask what kind of genre movie. Ooh, okay. I feel like all the stuff I've made up to this point definitely has comedy in it to some degree. So I definitely feel like something with comedy. Mm. I've been wanting to dabble in action. I feel like I could maybe do something interesting with action. But I would say probably more of my thing would be like comedy. Um, kind of. How do I put it? Like sort of like relatable kind of stuff. Like. Sort of in the area of like Master of None. Um, you know that movie with Tom, Chris Rock? Was it Chris Rock? Um, top oh, five, I think it was. Was mm-hmm. it Top Five where he was getting interviewed by the lady? Yeah, like something like that, I guess. Um, superhero stuff would be fun, but I don't know if I could do it justice, to be <laughs> honest. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot that goes into that. So like CG and all that shit. And like, and, like fans, I mean, not that you have to do it. You can, you know, you hire people for that. But, but you still got to direct it for CG. Yeah. You, you use your blue screens and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I had a buddy of mine show share me an article or an update that. Um, they're using Unreal Engine. Oh yeah, that's. Oh the 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 human maker thing. Not the human maker. No, you can make sense of that. Yeah, what they're doing is they're using blue screens, and on the director side of the camera, they're layering live their actual CGI live in shot. So wow. while mm. the actors are in front of the blue screen doing their thing, the director 
is behind the scenes seeing all the CGI overlaid on the actual tape. What a time to be alive. I know, right? Like, your, your Unreal <laughs> Engine is kicking that, in right yeah, then and there. So you could say, yeah. like, like Guardians of the Galaxy, that scene where like Thanos all your is it's giving like a the... Lut, but it's like a built-in LUT book to your elements instead. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then that way he's able to see, you know what, you'll bring that lighting over here. Do me a favor. Start the scene from a little deeper in the set. So then that way, when you get your final takes and you go to the editing suite, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about reshoots, right? Because mm-hmm. your Unreal Engine's already kicking in the, the CGI. And I'm pretty sure it's like your generic CGI. It's like the it's like the sketch CGI before the final. Oh, so of course. That yeah. way you kind of see where the light is. It's like poorly in. rendered and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not think, uh, using the most CPU power, but it's also giving you like a good, oh, okay, you know what? Let's reshoot this. Then have you come in from this side a little over here. I think so the, I Mandalorian, the Mandalorian definitely used some of that. I'm pretty that's sure. exactly yeah. what it was. That's no, the, uh, that's the volume. Well, it was a combination of them, like mm-hmm. the volume and the Unreal yeah. Engine stuff. Because mm-hmm. I watched an episode. I don't know if you watch um, Corridor Digital or Corridor Crew. No, like I, they, I watched the making of. Uh, so yeah, but they they do this. Se- they've been doing this series called VFX Artists React. So they have them mm. there talking about stuff, but they also bring in some of the people that have been working on these projects. And this week's episode, they brought in someone from the Mandalorian, and he was mm. talking about all this Unreal Engine stuff. Oh, that's shit. exactly. Yeah, that's the example my buddy showed like, me. How that all that works, and like yeah. how sometimes they'll make something physically. And then they decide, okay, well, maybe we want it digital. So they'll use that physical thing as a reference, mm-hmm. bring it back into digital, and then that way, if, for example, the director's like, oh, you know what? I don't like the color of that. We should change mm-hmm. the color of that. They can still do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's very crazy. So they basically are doing so much stuff before they even get into editing. Yeah. That Pre-produ- <laughs> I think pre-production of these, a lot of these like sci-fi stuff is going through the roof. Yeah, because you have to set all these scenes up. You have to know what to, what it's going to look well, like. Well, that and, uh, and the actor actor needs to know where to look, how to react, or yeah. how to you know yeah. react to something non-existent. I, I was just watching a. Uh, uh, Sonic, the the Sonic movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loki enjoyed that until I fell asleep, <laughs> and I was like, God damn! And the 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 acting that that it takes, like that guy should. Get, like, what's his name? Uh, James Marsden. Yeah, he should get an Oscar for shit like that because that's hard to do, like to act with a non-existent thing and still like still be there mm-hmm. and like still pretend like you're having a good time, mm-hmm. and just being there. Like, no, fuck that. And like I don't know how they do it, but I'm, I mean I'm, I've seen I've seen how they have like little puppets, you know. Green, green screen suits. <laughs> uh, like, um, what's his name? James Gunn's brother in um, the Marvel movies. He's Rocket. And so like in the movies and BTS, you'll see him like walking on stilts and like oh, right. like really like hunched over because he has to be really short. <laughs> and I'm like that stuff is kind of crazy, yeah. And I mean it's so even more impressive when kids do it too, because there's a lot of kids that have to do that in movies too now recently. With like, um, for example, I'm trying to think of one where it's like a kid interacting with like a cg object but like even some of them like i guess say like, a quiet place for example right mm-hmm. where they have those monsters on screen and like again you don't see them right but the kids the way they're acting with them around mm-hmm. is like but you know what crazy. i think for a kid it's easier i think it's actually easier oh, to do yeah. that as a kid i don't know man I guess you no, have the imagination that's right? what I'm uh, maybe like, yeah yeah it's like as as a kid like i can imagine you can, as a director you can communicate with a child better about you know i want you to pretend that something is mm, here. yeah mm. i think sure. kids are yeah. just more naturally inclined to be able to do that Whereas if I have to tell a full-grown man <laughs> to be like, I need you to play pretend with me real quick. <laughs> I mean, if he's a professional actor, yeah, he's going to try to take it seriously. But there's that love, there's that like barrier of like, this isn't real. Yeah. Or that this is like, this is fucking stupid. You know, <laughs> I look dumb. Like, all right, fuck it, I'm going to do it, but yeah, this is fucking dumb. I, yeah, I look dumb. Because I remember actually like with, um, uh, it was with the with the Star Wars uh the prequels. Mm-hmm. I was watching some like <laughs> oh, yeah. Jaja Binks. <laughs> Damn, what's his name? T- 
Taken guy. What's his name? Um, Liam Nielsen. Liam Nielsen. 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 I said Nielsen. Liam. That's a different guy. But I think he mentioned that it was very difficult for him to like work with that environment, especially with somebody like him because he's a very dramatic actor. He's like, a very yeah. dramatic actor. He's older. I will like, find you. <laughs> if if the if the, if the reputation of Star Wars did not already exist. He probably yeah. would have walked off that. Yeah, he'd be like, "Man, fuck this Good shit." Good thing they but killed like, him in the first one, huh? <laughs> you, guys, you guys are gonna give it. You guys, uh, what? I'm talking to a Jamaican alien thing here. So yeah, I think for kids, it's, it'll be easier for a director to just be like, "There's like some scary monsters here, and I just want you to like ah. be getting get really scared. Get really scared." <laughs> <laughs> if I told that to an, an adult, they'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever, man. Sure. All right. Run it. Come on. Fuck it. Let's get this shit over with. It's just dumb. Whatever. I think it was Ian McKellen who would like, is he someone from Lord of the Rings? I'm pretty sure it had a similar thing as Liam Neeson where he, I think he actually cried on set or something story like that or because he's like, this is not cinema. I should be an actress. Because like, <laughs> like, they had him on a green screen. I think at the time it was like he couldn't film with the others for some scheduling reason. So they had to like film in a green screen elsewhere. Oh, Jesus. And like he just was not having it. <laughs> I feel bad, but like at the same time, it's like. I would love to see that behind the scenes. You imagine being the director and your talent just breaks down. And says, this is not cinema. <laughs> that shit would have hurted. <laughs> that shit would have hurted. Like, we're going to have to recast I've got this. Five hundred million dollars behind me right now. You're telling me this right now. <laughs> but I understood where he was coming from, though, because it's kind of getting back to like what you were saying. The older actors for them, it's about being there in the set with people in front of you, actually talking, or mm-hmm. maybe not even. I guess if it's not CGI creature, then maybe at least some kind of physical reference. Well, I saw behind the scenes of Thor: Love and Thunder, and you know the big rock guy, Core, mm-hmm. Core, yeah, Core. Um, the the actor behind them has the, his hands like Korg, and then he has a, a, a harness. That has the head where it's supposed to be in CGI, so that way um, they're looking at the right. He's yeah. looking yeah. up at the right like line of mm-hmm. sight, so that mm-hmm. way when they do the CGI overlay, you know um, what's his name, Chris Hemsworth is making eye contact rather than like staring at the actor instead. Yeah, this is. And also, like- you guys said um, you're asking an actor to play pretend. Isn't that their fucking job description? No, but it's like, but I'm talking about the imagination aspect. So it's like oh, well, it's yeah. easier for me to tell a child. Like we were talking about if if they're acting. With the with no, with nothing to really work with except for CGI because yeah, it's all CGI. Yeah, of course. So it's like you have to tell an actor to pretend that something is there. I feel like it's easier to communicate that sort of direction with a child than it is with an adult. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like I said, I like, yeah I, I agree. I think yeah pre- pre- they have a disposition to be more imaginative, mm-hmm. and it's easier for them to just play around with that than an adult. That's where it's not I so it's so. not whereas with an adult. I'm sure there's like a little a little dash of cringe when it comes to acting yeah, like that. That's exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. They, but they, that's they, a generational <laughs> thing because I think by the time we're like in our 40s and 50s, like our our the actors we're watching are going to be so accustomed to having mm-hmm. CGI no, that when you do like a grounded based movie, like um like a like a what's the movie The Town with Ben Affleck where all that is grounded, there's no CGI. Like I'm sure some actors are going to have some trouble not knowing how to act like in a real grounded capability maybe you know, you know what maybe. this this, yeah, is, maybe. this conversation yeah. is just like is reminds me of why i really love motion capture acting 
like people like Andy Circus oh, yeah. and even oh, yeah. like, he is yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah that man's oh, paid. <laughs> he is the fucking. Doesn't he have best. like provi- proprietary software for this kind of thing too? Isn't that like he's? I think he might have bought into a company. Or I just I, remember I he was the first, the first motion capture actor to do it yeah. well. To yeah. do yeah. it well. That like yeah exactly. I mean yeah it, it existed before Andy Circus, but this is like it, the first. He wasn't adopted his, the shit out of. Wasn't that. his first thing or his first real? No, never mind. He was in uh, Lord of the Rings. I'm tripping. That's what that's that's the that was a big one. Yeah, and like, and even in <laughs> even in like movies, like I remember the first one where he became like a like a regular in my like my in my mind, but like it was King Kong, two thousand five, mm-hmm. when he played oh, King yeah. Kong, and I was like, oh, oh shit, I I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I remember that one, but yeah. I think King Kong's what set him up for Planet of the Apes because he is phenomenal yeah. in Planet of yeah. the Apes. Oh my god, have you seen like the the mo- Caesar the the, the, mo- the mocap oh, that he shit. does? He like gets into it. Like yes. it gets he gets into it because he knows that his facial expressions are all being tracked. So he like crunches up mm-hmm. his brow. But it's like, but even it's like even when it's stuff where because I I think the motion capture on the face is newer is yeah. newer technology. All those little mm-hmm. dots of white because dots. Because I remember before camera. I would see behind the scenes documentaries of uh, of movies and video games. Mm-hmm. Where the motion capture work was pretty much just all the in suit. the it was all in the suits, yeah. mm-hmm. but the face stuff was rel- is relatively new mm-hmm. because you're able to get your uh, your 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 um the, the the shape it's triangles they always use triangles yes. so now that they put they put the dots on the ends of the muscles yes so mm-hmm. that way you track the contractions in but there. I think like in in Lord of the Rings especially like he didn't have to do all that. But he made it work, though. <laughs> he didn't have to do all that. As far as, like, emoting, like, with his face, he didn't have to do all that. But that's kind of what have you, has you buy into the, the realism of those exactly. characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He takes it seriously. I imagine there's some, like, motion capture artists before him that were just like... Winging it. I'm a B actor. <laughs> Let me get this check real quick. <laughs> My face isn't going to be on this, so it's like, why should I even bother? But he takes it, like, wholeheartedly. No, whole and also, yeah. like, even people in the, in the video game industry, like mm-hmm. um, Troy Baker. The guy who plays everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Baker. I don't know who that is. <laughs> you know who Troy Baker is? I know that. I, uh, the you name the sounds very familiar. Go-to actor or go-to like Male character actor yeah. in, in video games. He played Joel in The Last of Us. He played the Joker in the Batman games. He played. Hmm. He plays everybody, man. He's like <laughs> the new Nolan North. <laughs> but no, like he's. But he does strictly like motion capture work. True, and it's just like it's again. It's like it's all he does. He gets into it. He go, he adopts different like accents and stuff. He's, I guess, he's multifaceted that way, where he can just switch up. You never know it's him unless you actually look in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I guess it's a good thing, right? Like yeah, it, it, he's that immersive. Control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's like again. I think like these act. Those are the actors. Like I, I wish I could even begin to know where to start doing <laughs> stuff like that. Not the not the acting, but just being in that production environment. Right. Yeah. Because to that, be in that because that's a whole different beast. It's a whole different beast, but honestly, it looks like fun. Yeah, it does. It does yeah. look fun. Because I see I've seen like mo- mocaps of like video game stuff and like uh, especially well I, I'm playing Apex Legends a lot lately, and I seen like the mo-, mo the mocaps of the finishers that they do, and it's like it's so true to what it what it, how it translates into the video game. It's like, damn, how the fuck do they do that? I would love to just be there to be a fly on the wall when, just when, when they're doing that kind of thing. And how do you transfer that information of the, of the, of the motion into the software and then put the, put the skins on it or whatever you want to do or however you want to do it? Like, process. how does that work? Oh, it's a long process. Like, what, ca- what kind of camera, what kind of computer do you need for that kind of thing? You know big what I mean? Custom powerful build. <laughs> custom build, baby. Big, big powerful what else do we have left to talk about today, man? <laughs> Um, I feel like we talked about a lot. We talked about well, we got we got we can talk about Street Meat. 
coming up. I think we should talk about streaming. That, that would be a good this thing. Is the <laughs> Shout out yes. to the, everyone. <laughs> if you didn't listen to our last podcast, but you're listening to this one, thank you for coming to May 8th. That was a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. we had the first You Can't Do That action. You know what I'm saying? Buddy yeah. Can't be doing out. that. Can't be doing that. That was dope. <laughs> that one more it. time before I kick <laughs> you out. Circle moment. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Can't be doing that. But I think that was great. And, you know, we are, what, six days out from our next, uh, our, our first our real first, event. First year. real event for this year. It's uh, it's going to be at IO Spaces on June 12th. Uh, get your tickets. Uh, we got an all-day pass. Uh, uh, double session blocks of time. Six hours of time. Yeah, six hours of time. Uh, and then single session blocks, three hours of time. And the, w- the best way to explain it is if you rent a photography studio space, if anybody's listening, you're paying like at least a hundred dollars an hour just to be there, just to and use it's like the a space. Two hour minimum, so you're coming yeah. out of pocket before even doing anything. Two hundred, two hundred fifty bucks, right? A pop, maybe even less if you have a connection, right? Right. But it's still much more than the time we're giving you for what is it, forty bucks for three hours? Yeah. Like you're getting what eleven fifty an hour, basically. Yeah, just to use the space. Or whatever the math is. Yeah, and you could do you could do whatever the fuck you want. And you're gonna be there with other people, so that's always a plus <laughs> with other with other photographers and models, and that's that's how we try to price it is that we want to make it affordable to everybody. Even though, and maybe if the price tag seems a little a little high for you, that's why this is why it's that Break way. Break it down for how many hours you're gonna be there. You're yeah. also gonna get the ability to rent gear from Pro Photo, which mm-hmm. I think is one of my favorite camera shops in the region. Yep. We're doing a giveaway from one of our favorite custom backdrops in the area, mm-hmm. Textured Hands. We actually have it upstairs, Chris. We'll give you a sneak peek. <laughs> it is a beautiful green. We're going to bring our black and red ones that mm-hmm. we have. Those are beautiful. I did my Christmas card on them, on the on the red one. Um, and the, just the space itself just allows you to create because i think with street meet are at our free events we always have you in a public place in the in the elements mm-hmm. here we're indoors you know mm-hmm. we, we get to get that that studio practice mm-hmm. yes you're with other people but what better way to learn than with your peers yep and that's why we have streaming that's why we build this community yep it's gonna be exciting i mean it's gonna be fun it's gonna be i'm, I'm excited we have it. snacks there will be punch and pie <laughs> <laughs> we'll have water <laughs> punch and pie <laughs> That was what I liked about the farm was that renting thing. I was going back to that table Bruh, so many course. times. Me too. Were, Yo, if it was a, you were a kid in the camera. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I can try this camera. What? Yeah. That uh, that that event single handedly sold me on the Zeiss Badass twenty five millimeter. That if it was because I, no, I finally got to minutes. Re- you know, I yeah, went crazy. I still mind, I still yeah. got it, ch- and, and luckily nobody really wanted to use it, so I got it for like a good like hour and a half. Yeah, and. I started using. It, I was like, "God damn, I like this lens." And then I ended up buying one. I got, I got the but twenty-five and the, the eighty-five. You yeah, know, that's the point. So yeah. we want you to have this experience you, yeah. with this gear that you don't always have or you don't have at all, mm-hmm. and make a decision like, "Hey, I'm gonna save." Without up waiting for this. a couple of days to rent or having to go out of your way to or go have to come rent. out of pocket. Like the most you're gonna pay is your ticket to our event mm-hmm. to be able to access the gear. So, yep. I I could understand the hesitation. You know, we recognize that, but we're just not out here flipping a profit. Like you know, we're trying to just. Honestly, I'm gonna be front with it. We just want to break even, yeah. and give you all this experience. Yeah. So. And because we're back, you know. <laughs> we're back, and this won't be the last one. Yeah. This is just the first one. Yeah. And then uh, I guess should we announce the next the June 26th? Well I, well, I guess we're doing it. Oh, uh, well, June 26th. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're already here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's announcing? He teases <laughs> date already before. <laughs> extra, extra. Read all about it. <laughs> Yeah, June 26th. Do you want to tell the location already? <laughs> breaking, breaking, breaking. Boop, 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 boop. Jones Point Park, Alexandria, Virginia. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Alexandria. 
Yeah. Man, bring a, <laughs> nice. well, you yeah. from there, huh? ABA all day, dog. Uh-huh. You're anyway, enough. moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to be at Jones Point Park June 26th. That'll be a regular free Fire meet. dropping after the event that we do. Mm-hmm. Luis said he has really good content for us from there. We'll see if that's true or not. <laughs> Man drew a blank right now. <laughs> like, Fuck, I did say that. Yeah, did. Is, this, is this the park with the bridge? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So there'll be some cover yeah. from the sun. Obviously, we'll do it at a reasonable hour. That means rain or shine. You better show up. <laughs> yeah, we got. We'll have cover. There's there's gonna be cover there. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I've never been there myself. What? I've, I've, I've never, never been, been there. there. I, just, oh. I see everybody shooting there. I'm like, where is this? <laughs> bring your photographer. Bring your models. Bring. Um, your anti cicada spray. Might <laughs> 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 be gone by then. Depends. You sure? I think it's like in the next couple weeks. I thought it was start summer long. <laughs> no, no, no. It's only for like a month. Imagine only? being. What the fuck is the point of a cicada, anyways? You know, <laughs> to fuck and this. sleep Tavi seventeen years. Tavi asked me this as well. She's like, "What is the evolutionary yeah. like, benefit of the cicadas?" Which makes sense because they're not long enough to really be like. But they but they go source. underground for seventeen years. And you Maybe know what? The trees. <laughs> I read that. I read that because. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the short term, it's like, oh, they like all these birds and stray animals. They all have like a food source now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they get there's so many of them that they actually get sick of eating cicadas. <laughs> yeah, that's actually like an evolutionary like strategy. It's just Which like, is why they come out every uh, 17 years like a special dish every two decades. Of their army <laughs> come like out a starving squirrel or a bird that's like on the verge of death and it's just like Ugh. again. <laughs> <laughs> chicken? You're making chicken again for dinner? There's spaghetti in there. Can a motherfucker have pork chops? <laughs> so what's a what's a what's a new movie that you guys have seen that you guys really like? Oh wait, let me pull out my list. Oh, <laughs> we got the list, man. Yeah, I will say uh, while have you look heard? up your list, I just actually watched the first two episodes of Sweet Tooth, the uh, DC comic. Oh yeah, you, you were saying that earlier. I don't. Yeah. I still don't know. I still don't I, know. What I that can is. appreciate the CGI and how it's used. It's not overly done, but you know it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot devices they've used in the first two episodes have been nice. Um, I have my own. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not expectations. My own predictions of where this is going because I've never read the comic. Mm. So to me, it's a brand new storyline. So we'll see. What was the question again? What are, What are we excited to see? Or what or have you seen lately? Well, yeah. What have, yeah. I saw. Uh, Conjuring three yesterday. Oh, Jesus. No Christ. spoilers. That's what I'm saying later. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they had to make a third one just tells you everything they need to know. The Conjuring, the Conjuring cinematic universe is. Uh, I'm. I'm. I, I stand I, it's almost as bad I as stand, Fast and the Furious. I stand corrected. I stand corrected because I said that the most successful cinematic universe outside of Marvel is Godzilla, but it's actually the yeah because they they got the spinoffs. They got all kinds of shit. Like they they have a whole. It's like ten movies at this point. That's like, uh, me, that's like the me Warren. And that's like me and Tabby's thing. Now. It's like we we. I, I, did, I hated. I remember actually, I was my first job in in because co- in college I was unemployed until I worked for the school newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first thing, the first story I was assigned was to review Annabelle. <laughs> the first one. Uh, oh my wow. god! They did not like you there. <laughs> I, was, I had to I had to prove my worth. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, it was not a pleasant experience. No, of course that. not. <laughs> I wasn't given a stipend to watch that either. That came out of my own pocket. Oh, they didn't even give you passes or anything? Damn, Damn. dog. No, I was just like, oh, I got, I'm going to get paid to write about a movie? Bet. And then <laughs> the bar was scraping the ground then. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, man, this, is, this ain't worth it. <laughs> but the second one, or I guess it's more of a prequel, the animal creation, I saw that recently. I was like, oh, actually, that's really good. Um, 
I might have to watch it now. Yeah, watch, yeah, watch Animal Creation. That's, that's <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all take that dive for me. <laughs> I saw I saw Animal Creation. <laughs> it's better than I think the more more of the other Look, ones. Look, it's just like the um like it's <laughs> it's not high horror or anything like that. It's, it's I mean, like, it's pretty simple. It's no uh, Jordan Peele movie, huh? <laughs> it's no Jordan Peele. It's no Hereditary. It's not. It's it's. Oh, Hereditary is phenomenal. Phenomenal movie. <laughs> I just have to watch that. that movie's that movie's creepy it, as shit. It, it stuck with me. <laughs> I saw it a, almost a year ago at this point, and it stuck with me so long. I think it's in my top five. Of like the wi- the witch is de- the witch is in one of my top also, five. Also, yeah, also like I, I, it's hard to get anybody else into it. It's the same director, right? I have no idea. Is it not? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think it might be the same. St- no, is it the same studio? It's the same. A twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. It's God damn it, they're people. everywhere, aren't they? <laughs> but they make they make the cool movies, man. They, they do. do. Cool movies, but it's not like one of those movies. Conjuring is just like one of those things. It's like it's it's like watching. I uh, enjoy <laughs> it, but I don't want. It's like, like the fast the Fast and Furious franchise of horror. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, the first one was like legit. Like was, I think the first one though was like. Yeah, I remember the fir- yeah, I remember like, the first one. I was like, okay, this 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 is kind of scary. Storytelling was pretty good. Yeah, but then like then I noticed like. That this is this is its own cinematic universe now. Like the Warrens, they they they, they they're they're making money Ed right Warren now. Warren is Tony Stark. <laughs> 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 and you need to watch this new movie because <laughs> it ties in. There's parallels. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, he just spoiled it, man. Wow. No, I mean I know <laughs> that's very big. That's very. Uh, well, I mean I know at the very least they don't die in this one because I know at least. I know the wife died more recently, like in oh, she died of cancer or something, right? Something, yeah. I was like, I want to say it was twenty nineteen. In both, in real life, they're both dead, aren't they? Are they? I know the the husband was dead. Oh, he was right. Because I remember away? I saw no, because I saw interviews with the wife and the husband was. Yeah, dead I remember anymore, she was so. still alive at the time the movies first came out. They're I old, remember. man. Yeah, they were old though. Yeah, so <laughs> they were old in the eighties. <laughs> but but I know, at least going into the movies, I don't expect them to die at the hands of whatever they're going up against. At least. In the as of right now, don't don't give me weird looks. <laughs> <laughs> but at the very least, I don't go into them saying, oh, "Okay, no, this this demon's gonna kill them," because I know at least one of them lives till being very old. So we'll see. Oh my god, we gotta have a follow up because you gotta watch this movie. Damn. So now that he's saying all that, I have a feeling. <laughs> that'd be funny. That'd be funny if there's just some random horror movie that comes up and then like in the in the post credits, the Warrens show up. So we That's heard. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the series has post credit scenes. <laughs> <laughs> You're part of a bigger horror universe. You just don't know it yet. Oh God! <laughs> I live my and life. It's funny. And it's I funny because they've never named it like a, they they've never named it like a, a cinematic universe yeah, at all. Not, really. not like when uh, when um, when they try to do the the, the monster uni- the, the, the dark, dark universe. universe. That was dumb. And they was like, okay, well they're trying. I, but I had a lot of hope for the dark universe. I will admit that I did too because you know Russell Crowe is as yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. You know it's that that kind of made sense, but. Uh, it's just like the whole. What was that? What was the, the spot? The the main the Avengers base for them. Uh, the I didn't even watch the Mummy, so I don't know. Oh <laughs> shit! Damn. I skipped the Mummy. I was like, nah, let me know. He, uh, he has. I tried to, but it was Tom Cruise, not Brendan Fraser. So I was saying, I want to get Brendan Fraser one in my mind. That's the one I want to. <laughs> That's a good one. Except when you bring in the Rock as the Scorpion. King. <laughs> yeah. That's another cinematic universe if you think about it. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, uh. <laughs> you know, like we never called them cinematic universes until Marvel. This is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yo, so Chris, you, you got your list? I got my list. <laughs> What's All right, the last so most saw? recently I saw Plan B on Hulu. Hey, what's your rating on that? That was a solid one. Like, um, so Solid it's, one? Damn. No, 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 like, oh, terrible. No, 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 no. Solid as in a solid movie. But, oh. um, but that was solid. Like, it was Rotten really Tomatoes good, is going to love your review. <laughs> but um, if you know, if you watch Parks and Rec, you know, I think in the later seasons, Tom's girlfriend, um, that she, the, French, up, the French lady? No, no, the one that he ends up marrying, I think, towards the end. 
or proposing to or something like that. Oh. Um, she's played by Natalie Morales. She was also in some other movies and shows. But she this is her first directed movie. And so it's kind of similar to another movie that came out on HBO Max. Um, I think it's called Unpregnant or something. But mm-hmm. it's the same concept where, like, a, these two teen girls, and one of them gets pregnant, and they have to like, go on an adventure to go get their plan B or whatever. And the first half was like, okay, this is kind of like your normal, like, teen comedy. But then, like, Coming the second half. Coming of age half, thing kind of thing? And then the second half, yeah. But then the second half, it gets really deep, and I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> and, like, this character development and everything, really good. The, the commentary, the comedy is really good. So out of 10, what's your rating on it? I don't usually do out of ten ratings because I feel like it's. I like to have like. It's out of out of cherries. Out of cherries. How many cherries? <laughs> How many cherries? <laughs> <laughs> I say, well, my, my at least when I did movie reviews on YouTube, my rating system like the bottom of the bottom was um, weak sauce, and then the next up was I. So like you know like right. not okay. not terrible, but also not great. And then middle one or like the good one is a great time, and then the top is a solid. So I'd say this is a solid for sure. Okay. okay. Um, another thing actually that I should definitely say this is not a movie necessarily, but I watched it. And it was amazing. Bo Burnham inside on Netflix. You have to watch that. If you want to, I've been wanting to. Yeah, if it's, you want to get into filmmaking stuff. That is yeah. like a masterclass. I've seen, I, I've, I've seen, I've seen people talk about oh, on my TikTok, and they hey, show that like no. they, they talk TikTok. about it. And all. Wait, isn't Bo Burnham the comment, the, the comedian, comedian yeah. that would sing? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's sort of like a musical in a is way. Is that the guy with the big hair? Well, he has a lot of hair now because like the, it was filmed over a course of a year in this one space, mm-hmm. and so he has a lot of yeah. And he's and he's made very good use of that one space. Okay, like, like it's almost inspired me to just lock myself in here for a day and Bruh, just <laughs> just whatever do, you can do. Make. What I want to do. So like he's basically like you see him kind of like his descent into madness during like 2020 and being locked down and all that stuff, but it's also mm. just really good because he's also doing like really funny songs about stuff like. There's one song about white women on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, white women Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I've like, seen that. I've seen Jeff that. Jeff Bezos. Like, this is a bunch of crazy stuff, but it's really good. I, was, okay. I watched it, and I was like, wow, this is probably my favorite thing of the year so, so far. So we've got movie. We've got documentary. What's your, what's like your best TV show you've seen lately? Best TV show? Invincible. We were talking about that earlier. That's, right, That's yeah. definitely up there. Classic. <laughs> Automatic classic, classic man. Um, they ended that shit with, they started that shit with a bang, ended that shit with a bang. Sure. <laughs> um, I w- would say WandaVision. Like, WandaVision was pretty good. I mean, ending's still kind of iffy, but... No, for the most Mephisto! Th- <laughs> it's Mephisto over there. Not the Mephisto stuff. Like, it's, it was like, okay, but the most of it like was pretty good. Yeah, yeah me, me and Paige would always watch breakdowns. I think they should have rolled out Captain America and the Winter Soldier or Falcon and Winter Soldier first. Well, that was the plan. And then hit, hit him with WandaVision because yeah. WandaVision was... Yeah, because they shot themselves in the foot with the, like a, a top-tier yeah. top tier show. WandaVision. It's almost and then it's Captain like, America like grounding it down really bad. I would say, yeah, <laughs> I would say that in terms of best sci-fi Marvel series out of everything they've put out that's been like uh, episodic, it's WandaVision. But then I think the best grounded episodic thing that did ever Marvel was Daredevil season one. Now I would say season two is I, I enjoy season two and season three is really good too. I think it's a little underrated and I feel like people were kind of jumping off the ship at it's that just, point. It's too long. Mm. It's a lot to digest. Say. But that that Daredevil season three was a good slow burn in my opinion. Like especially towards the second half, the tension just shoots up and you're like, oh no, is someone about to die? <laughs> What's about to happen? Um, and then of course it ends on cliffhanger, which did suck because you know it got canceled. Yeah. But, um, but also if you're looking for like crazy, trippy, weird sci-fi Marvel Legion. Oh Legion, Legion bro! I forget about Legion. Yo, that that show is nuts, amazing. man. I don't know how the fuck they pulled any of that shit off because <laughs> who? How do you think of that shit? How do you right. think of that stuff? It's like, how do you? Before not only not well, you, you could you could <laughs> think of anything that you want, 
but how do you pull it off? You know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing. And on the FX budget, <laughs> I mean FX does some crazy stuff though. Don't don't, don't sleep on FX. No, don't especially, sleep on FX. <laughs> especially more recently, like um, what was it? Devs was pretty interesting. Oh, Devs. Um, you mean Deus? Deus. <laughs> yeah. um, Dave, which is a music oh, show. Oh, Dave. Oh, that's I, I oh, like, dog. I love that show. I really yeah. like that one. I love that show. And the next season's coming out in a couple weeks too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gotta catch up. Yeah, and, it was, and the the the, th- the funny thing about Dave is that it got deep. It got, it oh, got yeah. really deep for for a while, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, this isn't just a comedy. Episode. This is like, this is like some some real shit." Yeah, the gate episodes for me is really where I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where it really took a turn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Damn, this is getting real." And Atlanta eventually is coming back. Oh, bro, Atlanta! Oh my god, the next couple yes. seasons. Yes, oh. Atlanta. <laughs> I gotta say, out, out of all my Donald Glover stuff, I really enjoy Guava Island the most because it's such a compact storyline. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It's a finite yeah. story. I would highly recommend watching that. Yeah, yeah. The crazy thing about, well, I guess I don't. I don't want to spoil it. All right, well, let's say there was an unintentional parallel to real life. I think you'll know what I'm talking about, uh, where, like, that scene happened, and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Because it was made, obviously, before this happened in real life, but mm-hmm. I was like, how did they capture this so well? That was that was the part that really tripped me out about it. Now, it also was interesting that Rihanna was kind of teasing people in that. Like, you think she's going to start singing, and then she doesn't. Okay. <laughs> like, are like, We're never going to hear Rihanna <laughs> sing again, guys. This just comes to terms with that, okay? Yeah, I all feel right. like she's probably moved on, but like. But she's a billionaire. Fuck, she got to sing for it. I'm going to entertain you peasants. Fuck all y'all. Yeah. I got a billionaire boyfriend. <laughs> Fuck what you mean. Making movies now, and she was in Ocean's 8, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, her movie stuff is still, I feel like, hasn't gotten there quite yet. Like, she's, it's she's like a Leo. Right it reminds me of know, Leo's acting. acting. Yeah, it's like, I, I thought she was done after Battleship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like Battleship. It's such a terrible movie, but I really <laughs> enjoyed that movie. It, it, is an, it is a shitty movie, but the CG's kind of cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. fighting and all that Although shit. Although, the fucking alien, get the fuck out of here. It is everything now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, I feel like they could have done a, just a normal war movie with Battleship, yeah. and that would have made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they had to add that extra. They they, it could have been the, the, in the Battle of Los Angeles. That's what I was gonna <laughs> say. I was like, Same universe. <laughs> Same I universe. Like versus Battle Los Angeles. <laughs> Let them fight. <laughs> Did we talk about Battle of Los Angeles on the show before? I think uh, we might have brought I don't it think up. I ever in terms of bad actually. movies to watch. You never watched it? I don't think I watched it. Oh, that bro. Movie. That's a bad movie I to watch. Remember, <laughs> I just remember seeing the teasers as a kid. Damn, I was in high school, I think. And yeah. I I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's the Halo movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we never got the fucking Halo movie. We never got the, we never got the Peter Jackson. We never got the Neil Blomkamp movie. We were supposed to get a... um. Oh, what the hell? Somebody else was supposed to direct that. I'm trying to remember. It was, it, it, all, I, all, all I remember was Peter Jackson from The Lord of the Rings or Neil yeah. Blomkamp. One of those two. I don't I'll remember that. Neil any, Blomkamp to direct that movie. Yeah, I love his, I love his style. Actually, I think he has a new movie coming Choppy. out. I saw a new trailer come out for him. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a Halo movie? Don't tell me that. That's not the Halo movie, is <laughs> it? No, 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 no. Damn. No. Wait, hold on. Is this the one in Vietnam? It's not happening, Sway. It's oh, never coming out. I didn't out. watch the trailer yet. Oh. I saw it pop up on my feed. Because like, uh, he has his own little art studio now. Oat Studios is what he, is what it's called, and there's a move. There's one of the shorts in there where it's uh some some uh, Vietnam. It's set in Vietnam era. They're in Vietnam, and some weird alien or not alien tech, but Russian tech. I don't know. It's 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 hard to explain. But that, from what I remember, that's the one that they're gonna make a, a full, full series, a full feature movie from. Okay. Nice. And hopefully it's cool because I mean the, the the concept is is really cool. And I and the there's another one that he did. It's called Raka. Which is has a Gordon E. Weaver in it. It's like a it's like a small short, and um, I was like, damn, this shit is fucking tight. And that's when I realized, like, holy shit, this is how people get movies made. They make a short concept of it, mm-hmm. make it really fucking cool, end it with a cliffhanger. A studio will pick it up later and be like, hey, 
I really, we really like this. We want to continue this. Let's do a feature Wasn't that film. How District Nine got made. He did a short on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, uh, it was called um, something about Johannesburg, uh, the ghouls of. Jo- I, I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, that's how, that's how. So to all made. our visual creators and people who want to get into oh, you really want to wrap this up, huh? It's we're already at a, an hour fifty, so oh. and we have a live in about thirty minutes. So oh, we oh. do shit. That is right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, I think if you're going to take anything away, watch your movies, yeah. save your judgment, and make and follow, and follow uh, Chris Cherry on YouTube. He does his movie reviews oh, and yeah. stuff like and that, and on Instagram and Twitter because he does yeah, be so tweeting some funny I stuff. I definitely post if I see a good movie, I'll post about it for sure. So follow me for recommendations. Or just ask me, hit me up. I can tell you some good movies to watch. Yeah. I mean, even at the last meet, someone asked me, like, okay, what are some good movies to watch right now? And I was like, <laughs> bam, I got you. Here is my <laughs> list. Would you like a PDF or a Word doc? <laughs> I've been considering getting that app Letterboxd, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to go through the digging through my mind to think of every single movie I've watched leading up to this point. Wait, hold on. What is Letterboxd? So what it's like it? a social media for filming people who, like, you keep track of the movies you're watching. You can rate them, share your list with people. So Rotten Tomatoes? Well, not necessarily Rotten Tomatoes, but it's more so about just sharing what you're watching and saying, hey, oh, okay. I watched this movie. Mm. It's True. cool or it's not cool, and go from there. Okay, cool. So I've man. been considering it, but again, I'm like, the idea of now going back to like keep track or document everything I've watched up to now, I feel like <laughs> I want to keep recording. It's a lot of work. It just, huh? it just sounds like work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want to do all that right now. But, but well, one more time, uh, Chris, tell us where we can find you on social media, man. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TheCherryBerry, spelled C-H-E-R-R-I-E, not Y. Uh, and on YouTube. So the actual Would it YouTube- be easier to say Cherry Berry or no? Sherry Berry thing, from I, Perry. Back in school, people, especially like substitute teachers, would think that I'm French. So they would always say, uh, Christopher Sherry. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I don't even correct them because they're a substitute teacher, of course. I might not even see them. You're not even like, French. You're from Trinidad and Tobago. I'm saying not even. I, I just let it slide at this point. I'm like, whatever. But um, so, yeah, that's my Instagram. My Twitter. And then YouTube. It's so I. Don't judge me, but this is like the name <laughs> that I originally made the channel under when I was like really, because I actually made a channel way back in like, I want to say like 2011, 2010, maybe even yeah, before that. Yeah, wow, holy like shit. Way <laughs> back, but I never posted it. I just used it to like subscribe to people, whatever. But it was CC Awesome TV. <laughs> <'Cause> that's, <laughs> so that's what like my new, my channel is kind of under. So like if you search that on YouTube or you put that in the URL, then you'll find it a lot faster because I've tried just to see how well I can do with searching, right? Like I try searching myself up. And I can sometimes never find. I'm like, why do? I just like some, I think it's like a some kind of governor or senator at some point who has the name Cherry or whatever. And like, oh so no. that person comes up all the time. Like, ah, uh, so still working on getting myself more searchable. But for now, that's probably the fastest way. Awesome, yo, this man. Well, thank you coming through. Thank you for thank chatting, you for talking me. shit with us. Yeah. We'll definitely do this again. Oh yeah, for sure. And we'll definitely see your first movie. Uh, comedy, you said grounded comedy. <laughs> I mean, I already, I do have two. Shorts. Well, what's what, what what will be an inspirational like? Just like. Uh, for your comedy like what's a i guess uh would it be a coming of age story or would it be like a a, a snapshot story well this thing i've kind of the the shorts because i all right well one more thing so i did in my film class i did a short film as a final project and i did like a, a cop show but it was like um it was a little inspired by like brooklyn 99 a little bit of ace ventura because mm-hmm. the idea was like someone interrogating someone but not like in a way that Cause you know that scene in Ace Ventura where he's like scratching the plate, oh, yeah. and like mainly I freak out. So that's kind of like in that and level. Does the thing with the eye? Exactly. <laughs> so like stuff like that. But in my film, it was instead the guy was using memes to <laughs> to torture the person. Well, not torture, <laughs> but like torture the person. So like it ended with them using that little boy who's singing in the Walmart. Um, that was the part that like broke him. So like stuff like that was like kind of serious, but also it has some funniness. And then there was another one I did. 
with um, Christy, uh, Christy from um, Street Meat. Like she comes to the, the some of the oh the, the stalker one, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. stalker one. So it was like but, horror, yeah. but like a comedy twist at the end. So yeah, stuff like yeah. That, I think is be <laughs> really fun. Just like I do want to do like any genre for real, but I think comedy. Is oh, my girlfriend's fun. in that too. Oh yeah, she she, <laughs> she, she did voice, voice acting. She did voice acting for it too, actually. Yeah. So stuff like that where I can mix a little comedy in there, but sometimes I might just do something more serious. So I kind of just want to play around with it and see what kind of sticks. Nice. So we'll see. Well, we look forward to seeing another another project from you, man. Yeah. Now now that I have a little more free time, we might see more short films and stuff. So be on the lookout. Cool, man. I hear you. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm. That's where I'm trying to get at is just shoot more. Just shoot shoot more for myself. Yes. That's that's the hard part sometimes. Like just avoiding or getting past the like what am i doing this for like i'm not gonna this is this uh, no is this but it's for like, likes or not <laughs> yeah. do it for yourself the likes will come later mm-hmm. for sure keep it authentic well thank y'all for listening and make sure to go visit us our website streetme.com for uh, details on the june 12th event yeah and we'll see y'all soon enough we'll see you catch those plays. Um, yeah catch catch plays uh